Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Fish, fish shorts on for the summer. A little tighter in the crotch than I would like, but okay. Welcome, everyone, to this completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. That is Ian Ferguson. Howdy. This is Pat Country. On the show today, we will be discussing some nice video game topics, retro and a little modern. We're talking about the outstanding in television Amico event that happened last Wednesday. We'll be discussing the Virtual Boy turning twenty-five. Can now rent a rent a van, Ian. Turning twenty-five, a the, van. The, That's right. Yeah, yeah. To be twenty-five to rent a car. Uh, a Chippo sixty-four or run for Congress. A Chippo sixty-four uh, console and maybe the return of a certain game store tale or two. Um, real quick, uh, Ian. We got a we we got merch going on at ultimatenintendo.com. I sold out. This is the last new one. It took me 5 or 6 years. I sold out of the NES punk wristbands and Ian said it would never happen. It just took about 6 years to do it. And I actually oversold this one to our, our pal Russell, who's a faithful uh patron. And um he bought two of them. I said, uh, I might have to refund you one because I don't think I have a, another one around. I oversold them. I have a used one somewhere I used to wear in the videos, but that's all dusty. So this is the last of the new ones. Incredible. Of the batch. See, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> Ian's like, mm, mm, six mm. years, seven years is a long time. Um, well, yeah, he made a profit. Uh, check out the new NES Punk video. Ian loved it. He told me he loved it last night. It was great. That was I, the best one I've ever I've watched. I almost watched it. It's um, it's weird and cool Pac-Man stuff. So I go over. It might be one you might want to watch because it's it's not a traditional game. I saw game. you in a Sonic costume and decided that I was just going to tap out of that. Well, that's that's from a past video, Ian. That was like three years ago. Oh, being well, a Sonic costume. Still, that was the terrifying. Yeah, I guess you never saw that video either. No, no, thankfully. Uh, that, that, was a, that was a joke. Anyway, so um, I go over all my... You know, I have a bunch of Pac-Man merchandise yes. around. So I just go basically go through almost everything I have. Uh, and, and, you know, it's it's edutainment. That's what all the kids like. So check it out. Help it out. Um, I appreciate it if you give that a watch. And you know who saw that early, though? The YouTube members. The new YouTube memberships are up. Click on the join button next to subscribe. Yeah. And you can get uh, the Patreon benefits. And you can get... Uh, a, chat emojis and you get a badge and you can get the full CU Podcast Patreon and you can get the segments uh, the exclusive segments that come earlier on the Patreon you can get them earlier on YouTube as well there uh, Yoikoi Kids how did that do Ian did you sell out of the second print run yeah it sold out uh, no the first print we, uh, well, we won't be putting the second print run up until we get the first print run in um, and then we'll probably do uh, open pre-order for a couple of days to see how many we need to print on the second print run but I think by the time that it went live 
uh, I think it was sold out or down to like three or four copies. So yeah, it did great. Thanks everyone for um, purchasing it. And if you wanted to grab a copy, you still will be able to. Um, I will announce it here when that happens. Uh, like I said, probably about another two weeks. I'm excited for my copy. I'm excited, Ian. Yeah. I get it signed by you? Can you sign the article? I'm not signing anything. What? Nope. Yes, I'll sign it for you. I'll sign by my article. There you go, Ian. Um, so lots of stuff happened this weekend. But you know what was the most important thing, Ian? Hmm. Was someone's birthday! Oh, it was. It was my birthday. I'm 38 now. Uh, I'm feeling what? spry. Um, no. Happy birthday, happy birthday, there you go. That's in a loop, by the way, so go on. <laughs> you can stop that. That's awful. Um, but thank you. Yes, so it was my birthday. We uh, celebrated it by uh, doing a live podcast for Uplink at Long Island Retro. Uh, by Long Island Retro. It was very good. <laughs> I'm going to murder him. Um, there, there we go. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, that make sound. Damn it. No, no. So a lot of those don't make sound. Some of them do. They go. They they, they do the fwee. Um. So yeah, that was a good time. I. It seemed like the event went very well for um, Long Island Retro, and um. I think that that's something going forward that we could see more of our, you know, online only digital conventions. But we're not done, Ian. I got you presents, so I'm going to loop this. All right. I got you a card. Thank you. I'll put the hat back on. Just keep it for the segment, for the opening segment. All right. The card. Open the card. I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. Just chicken in, Pat says. Show the, show the card. Just chicken in. Just chicken in. <laughs> wish you a happy birthday. All right. We're not, we're not done yet. Right. We got presents, Ian. All right. You might have guessed where I went over the past weekend. I actually don't know where you went over the past oh, weekend. figure it out by the first or second present. Okay. Okay, uh, give me a number from one to five. Five. Finger shooters, Ian. Finger shooters? <laughs> Foam arrow finger shooters, nerf style. <laughs> you went to the flea market, Patrick. <laughs> I did, but that's not where I got this stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Show the foam f- fingers to everyone in the audience there. <laughs> foam, foam finger flingers. Foam finger flingers. Oh, we're not done yet, Fling, Flinger shooters. We're not done. Flinger flangers. Uh, we, we got some more goodies. Shoot it. Did you shoot one? No, I can't get it over. All right, give, give, me, give me another number from one, two, three. Three. It is sports doll. Let's play outside with looks like a, a, a it's a skateboard. It's a skateboarding doll with the a yellow hair. Skateboarding hair. doll. <laughs> looks, like, looks like she slips it on via Crocs. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, we're not done. One. One. Oh. One. Ooh. This is I'm actually jealous. I didn't have this as a kid. It's a magnetic drawing board. Oh, sick. I love magnadoodles. That's neat. Never had one as a kid. My parents didn't love me enough. But there you go. Doesn't have the stamps though. But it has the little the little drawing thing on it. I'm sure you can get stamps. The thing on it. Yeah. Oh, he's he's tearing that one open uh, right open away. Open this one. Yeah. He's going for it. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, I have one more present. It's my. It's probably my favorite. When you're when you're ready, I'll give you the last one. And by now, people are probably screaming to shut off Binky the Clown. But yep, no, that's yeah, part I, of the charm. I wish I wish she would go away. All uh, right, last one. Last one. I'll show it to. The, close your eyes. I'll show it to the, first to the. To the to the to the. To the, to the all right. It's a John Cena mini WF figure. Oh, a mini John Cena. Barely licensed, barely, but it's licensed. Barely licensed. <laughs> they got the license. <laughs> it was between that or, or Roman, the last Roman Reigns one or AJ Styles. No, they got, also had a Finn Balor one, but I figure you, you like, you, you hey, got, he's, he's a local. He's in San Diego. He lives like 15 minutes with, from here. You got me with Cena. I, I, I like Cena well enough. Cena lives in San Diego. It's like a secret. I no he lives in Mission Hills. You have no idea that there was a, a figure that cheap or that Cena lived in San Diego. <laughs> that he lived in San Diego. Yeah. Or that there was a figure that cheap. He's got a house in Mission Hills. All right. The hat fell off. Are we done I'm, with the bird? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to start you said, hyperventilating. He has a binky? Yes. Go away, binky. Okay. How long is that loop for? Uh, ten hours. Jesus H. Christ. There's one that goes for a day, I think, too. <sighs> All right. Well, you're welcome, Ian. Thank you, Pat. I, I actually like the card the best. Just chicken in is funny. Let me see that card again. Let's put I that like, card out. I like Let's get card. the card out for the podcast. Because I put out the cats one. Space cats one. That my friend. We'll, we'll keep the just chicken just chicken in. Over here. Just, just chicken in. Just chicken in. <laughs> well, that was your weekend. And we had a nice panel. We did. The well. panel was great. Um, I, I, hopefully people got, got a kick out of that. I almost thought there was another thing I bought. No, I, don't th- I think that was it. No, Ian, I went to the dollar store, which oh, is a lot better store. for toys and knickknacks than the... Nice. Ooh, right in the pectoral. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot handy. That's a lot harder than the, the darts here. Um, the dollar store is fantastic. You know what I go buy there, Ian? You buy, like, like tissues or, like, a dollar there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Or cleaning supplies. Or figure darts. I actually got... Actually got I love these, and I always lose them. Like the, the mini scissors. Oh, yeah, those are good. Two for a dollar. I mean, come on. Those are very handy. You're killing me. You're killing me. Anyway, so um, my weekend, Ian, consisted of, uh, besides the dollar store and doing the Uplink Long Island Retro, I went to the swap meet. And um, something told me to go to the swap meet that Sunday. Um, the good news is that people a lot more in the first time, months later, are wearing masks. And oh, good. The, and the vendors a lot more are wearing masks. But if... There are people that aren't wearing the mask. It's still likely to be a vendor. But you didn't have the woman screaming on the loudspeaker to wear a mask this time. So I think they're doing better overall. Nice. So I went to the swap meet at about, um, I want to say it was about 8.30 I got there. So, you know, I used to get there at 7 because I was a maniac. I got there at 8.30. But nowadays, you're not missing a huge amount anymore. There's still stuff, stuff, stuff out there, but it's not the same as it used to be. Right. So on the, on the first uh, couple rounds, uh, you know, I, I, I dropped by uh, Derek. Uh, Derek is a old school gamer into anime and toys. Uh, he he sells every year at the at the uh, at uh, uh, San Diego Comic Con. You probably does he? Yeah, he's, he's got the, the tables in the back right. Yeah, he always has toys there with his uh, Asian fellow. He's always there with was usually a friend. They're selling a bunch of. Stuff. I would probably recognize him if I saw. He's him. There, he's there every year, and it always gives gives me you know pretty good deals on stuff. So he had oh you, you want the, the 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 was there official name for that? It's just doll doll. Doll poopy. It was between that one, Ian, and, and the one that came with a dolphin with a hoop. Mm. And I figured that one was more interactive than the dolphin with the hoop one. So anyway, uh, <laughs> put it up there. So so I went to the swap meet. So Derek had... Um, she doesn't stand. She doesn't stand on it? No. Nope. Damn it. 
roll her out there so people can see. There you go. <laughs> you just stay there. Uh, he had the 1983 G.I. Joe train set. I don't know if you ever saw that. This no. is like before G.I. Joe was really mass produced, like before, before the cartoon came out. So like the artwork is like a painted artwork and there's no like actual individual G.I. Joe's yet. It's just like Cobra soldiers with even different, like they have like red masks on, which they don't have. So it was like really early. So he had that complete for $200 and Pat five years ago would have bought it. Because I'm like, wow, that's hard to find. The, the, yeah. the little plastic guys are still in the bag. I'm like, no, I'm not buying it because it was sitting in my garage. I can't display the train set anywhere. You know, no one has trains anymore. Um, so he had that. But he also, I got a Sega Saturn Fighters Mega Mix with the case and game, no manual for 10 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. It would be impossible for me to find the manual. Yeah. No, you don't find just Saturn manuals it's tough. around. I'm still looking for a Sega CD uh, Dark Wizard manual, by the way. Anyone who has an extra one out there. Um, so... Um, I did. I figured this would be a bus today. I'm not really finding anything here walking around the swap meet. But I gotta get home. We gotta set up to do the the panel for Uplink. So then I pass by one of those vendors that deals in like returns and like overstock stuff. Right. You ever see them? Like mm-hmm. you can tell. Oh, they have a bunch of like those like outdoor tents. Somehow they have like ten of them. Right. Yeah. You know. So they're basically getting the stuff that's like liquidated clearance stuff or returns. They're probably doing a deal with you know Best Buys and uh, and Circus Cities in the past and just stores like that. You know, they, they get the deals like that. I walk by and for some reason I see like something that shouldn't be there. I see the NBA Jam Arcade One Up in the big ass box. Like like the like freaking five foot long box there, and I just I, I did it I just stopped because I was like this that should not be there that, not not a usual uh, not a usual flea market sort of thing no you you rarely see I think in the ten eleven years I've been to the flea market here in San Diego I think I've seen one or two arcade games uh, for sale or or at the I, it, even though this is a newer one it's still surprising to see. So I walk over, and the box has, like, it's a return. It says in the box, it says, as an inspection sticker, say, this is certified, it has all the parts. So, and I pick it up, like, this thing's heavy. This thing weighs, like, 90 pounds, 80, 90 pounds. So this is mostly in there. And um, we talked about the podcast, like, if there's one RK1 cabinet I'd want to own, it would be NBA Jam. Yeah, there's only, like, um, two that I would consider, NBA Jam and Star Wars. NBA Jam has the Wi-Fi, it has hang time on it, which is brilliant. It has the original and it has tournament and we can play multiplayer and plus, and plus it's, it's it has a light up so it's it's a marquee one and it retails for um like the, the cheapest I saw it was four hundred dollars plus you're playing paying tax and shipping it'll be like five hundred dollars sure. to get this minimum this was two hundred dollars so it's like too good to be true like I'm like there has to be something missing in here but I'm thinking even if it's like ninety percent complete I can buy the parts or mail they probably RQ one will probably ship them to me if right like minor parts so I'm looking at it and. I'm like thinking, hmm, it's this is still here, but maybe some people don't want to spend two hundred dollars on anything at a flea market. So I was like, okay, I'll think about it. At first, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it was one of like a family, uh, a family sort of that did, that swap me every week. And um, I'm looking at it. I asked him to open it up, opened it up, and I see most of the boxes are still sealed. There's like five or six boxes, the tapes on the boxes inside to protect it, and I see the two big, the two big side pieces or one big piece, obviously there. Um, so that's they're still wrapped. One box was open though. I opened up the one box that was opened, um, and then it looked mostly completely. Like there could have been one or two things missing because there was like styrofoam pieces. So I'm like, okay, this probably is ninety percent complete here at at most. As long as it has the monitor, like you're good to go, and it has and as long as it has the control panel um, there. So I walked I walked away thinking, you know, this this could be something cool, but let me just think about it because I don't have luck, as you know, in the podcast buying used hardware Mm -mm. whether it's tvs 
or it wasn't even used. The TV the, was the, a bad saga. The, the, the printer wasn't used. It was new, and, and I had a saga from that. So I do not have the best run of luck with used hardware items no, that, are, not. that are refurbished or returned. Except when it came out to video cameras, uh, the first couple of video cameras I ever bought were used, and they were fine. Uh, I, I, had, I had good luck with that stuff. Anyway, so I said, okay, my better nature would be to, to let this go. I'll walk around, and if it's back in an hour, it shouldn't be. Maybe I'll, I'll think about them. So I come back about 45 minutes later. Um, and actually, it was a decent-sized swap meet this time out. It was decent size. It was still there. And I even asked, does anyone else want this? And now they're all, <laughs> now the family of six or seven are closing in on you. They're, they're, they're like, yes, they are, they are uh, starting to trap me. Right. They're going for the hard sell. And it was the spunky young female of the species that came up and started giving me like the really hard sell. Like she was trained. She's like probably 23. She was like, well, I already put up an offer up and someone's willing to give me 254. I'm like, well, I'm like, okay. All right. Back up a little bit. Yeah. I'll make the decision. Breathe. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that's the hard sell. I get it. And um, I said to myself, you know what? $200. Like I said, most of the boxes were, were closed. Um, it's worth the risk. Worst sure. case scenario, I, I contact RK1UP. They, they seem to have good customer service from what I hear for parts. I, I, I would have spent 200 on an NBA jam. Even at a risk. If it was yes. brand new, forget it. If it was like sealed brand new, yes. I would even haggle. Here's two hundred bucks. So I said, "Okay, I got it." As I'm giving him the money, I'm all, already regretting it. I'm like, I, I even said out loud, "I regret this." I do not usually. I said it to myself, like, the "Inner Pat said, I regret this." The thing weighs again eighty to hundred pounds, some in that area. It's awkward because it's so wide the box, right? So I said, like, "Yeah, I'm I'm strong. I can carry. It. Yeah, I can c- carry it and and go thirty steps right to put it down." So and of course on the opposite side of the swap meet was where you rent the um the little carts uh the little, you know the little push cart yeah I should have just went and got one but you know whatever I wanted to get out there and plus I had to come home uh, to prepare it was like ten thirty ten forty five right uh it's it, it fit in my car in the back seat because it's like in an angle like five feet I get it into the house uh here and I tell Ian you know because Ian's coming over I'm kind of excited because we can play NBA Jam I said and we can be a project we can put it together it'd be our version of the NES Lego set we can put it together <laughs> and I think Ian you were a little excited to, to, to want to play it I think maybe I mean it was neat oh don't feign that into no it, the- was, it was neat I, I don't get that excited about stuff it okay. was neat I bring it home and I stack it here Ian comes over, we do the podcast. After the podcast, you know what? I don't like to be like my father who like waits to do things. You're like, I'm going to do this. Let's see what's in this fucking box right now. Let's see what's in here. The instructions are there. Uh, the instructions are there with all the different pieces. It's like A through H and plus the hardware. So I checked the hardware. The hardware was missing like one set of screws. Okay, that's easy. They can send me. I can buy them. That's fine. I, I had a little check. I had a little checklist of all the, the letters. Of the t- I start going through the pieces. I start opening up the boxes that were there. And then I'm like, okay, I see the side art. Everything's wrapped in the heavy plastic. Sure. The side pieces, the art was invisible. It was against each other. So I'm like, okay, I can't see what, what game it is there. But okay, but it looks like it's the right size. Okay, they're heavy. I put them back in the box. Uh, I find the control panel. I find the control panel. The control panel is heavily, heavily wrapped. With sure. that heavy-duty plastic wrap. So, yeah, I can't see what's on the control panel, but I can see the joysticks, uh, the, the top knob wasn't on it, but they probably that packed in because you probably screwed it on yourself. Okay, the control panel's there. Maybe I should have measured the width of it, but we'll get to that in a second. I, I marked down everything that I think is there. The, 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 the header is so heavily wrapped, you cannot make out any art on it at all. 
Like you can't. It's like double wrap foam on it. So I'm like, okay. I think I think I think I'm missing I'm missing two pieces so far. Uh, one is the top piece. You don't even need it to put it together. The top piece to complete the on the top. Like mm-hmm. the angle diagonal up, like sure. that would connect to the marquee from the and back, to the back. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? That was missing. And the front piece that had the art that slides in the front. So technically, Ian, I could have made this machine not having those two pieces and still played it. Right. According to what was there, the monitor was there, was wrapped. I'm like, okay, the monitor is there, the control panel. Those are the two pieces that cost the most. So two pieces, I'm thinking, all right, I'm not bummed. Two pieces, two pieces that they would probably send me for like, whatever, 25 bucks or whatever. Or send me for free to have them laying around. Plus, um, I think the, the, the decals were missing. I couldn't find that. But then I'm like, you know what? Let me check Let me check the header. Let me just make sure that's the header piece. I think it's the header piece. It's like B in the list. I started unwrapping it, and I'm like, hmm. I see, like, white art on here. And I unwrap it, and it's Galaga. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay. Let me go check the manual again. And then it was a generic. I didn't realize, because it, 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 there was, like, uh, NBA Jam, I think, like, there was, like, a piece in there, but there wasn't, like, an NBA Jam manual or something weird where um, I figured, all right, they must have just had all generic manuals. That's what I thought. I don't think they just had all generic manuals because then I figured out, oh, there's a Wi-Fi component to this. Right. It's not in here as well. That's not in this manual. So this is a Galaga, which if you're going to be um, potentially ripped off on an Arky one up, the Galaga will be the last one because that's one of the earliest and cheapest ones that they don't even manufacture anymore by themselves. You know, like the one that has Galaga and Galaxian on it. Yeah. So, it, so, so I think at one point those were going for like even as cheap as 200 right now. Yeah. It looks like to get one. You can get that arcade one up Galaga one at Target right now. You can get it at Kohl's. Um, they're they, charging, they cleared them out for 100 at one point. I yeah. Think. They're charging three nineteen ninety nine for them. I almost wonder, and, and it, I, I mentioned it to Vani after you told me it was a Galaga. I almost wondered if um, someone had a Galaga lying around and they didn't want it. And they bought the NBA Jam and put the Galaga pieces inside and ended up getting the NBA Jam for about 200 or whatever that, instead. Thank you, Ian. You're, you're brilliant. Because that's exactly what I thought. I thought, okay, this is what someone did. Either they had a Galaga that they opened literally, literally one box and decided, I don't want this anymore, and kept it. Uh, that makes sense. Or they ordered two at the same time. Sure. There are two of them, an NBA Jam and the Galaga they got somewhere. I think they had the Galaga from a clearance laying around. They ordered it. Was, it said Walmart.com, so they ordered the NBA Jam one online, had it delivered, took everything out, swapped almost the entire Galaga into that because it looked packed pretty well. The pieces fit and everything. It was the same width box. Like The side pieces are the same width, so it's the same width box, NBA Jam or Galaga. Sure. Um, they put it back in, and um, they returned it in-store, and the in-store people didn't give a shit. Like okay, so someone basically got probably an NBA Jam for two hundred dollars. They probably bought a cheap Galaga for two hundred dollars somewhere at a store, um, and then so they got half price. Yeah, that's my thinking. So it's two forty-five in the afternoon at this point. The swap meet closes at three. In fifteen minutes, Ian, I have to pack this sucker up, lug it to my car, race down to the swap meet. I get there at like two fifty-nine. You can still get in the swap meet. Uh, thankfully, I parked near where they have the the push carts. I said, hey, can I have one? They're like, yeah, sure. It's usually an ID. Just go. Just bring it right back. Okay. I, I run it up because by even by 2.45, vendors start to leave. They yeah. start opening the gates. I'm like, oh, my God. This would be the worst thing ever to happen in the flea market if this happened. Um, they, they said previously, the guy said, his name is Mauricio, said, yeah, if, if anything's wrong with it, I'm here. I'll give you, I'll give you, your, you know, we'll deal with it. I'm like, okay. 
I'll, I'll do that. I, I run it back, and there and the family was still there. The the, the, the spicy young one was not there, who was, who was forcing me to buy it basically, uh, but everyone else was there. And so calls the wife calls him over, Mauricio, and he looks at it, I and I took a picture of, of the Galaga on my phone and showed it to the woman just to make sure. I don't think she understood that what was happening. Yet. Right. So I, I showed it to the, the, the guy, and he said, "He goes, what? he goes, what's wrong with it? Like, because I always want to." keep the sale yeah he says is, does it does it not work i said i didn't get that far because it's not an nba jam <laughs> it's not that and so he took me a few seconds to realize i said i said someone probably returned it swapped it out and here it is it's a galaga so he was disappointed but he was he did the right thing he gave my money back the 200 and so we didn't have a confrontation i was ready to have a confrontation because this can go wrong these these sort of deals but he was nice and i was nice i gave him the list of what was missing Mm-hmm. I said, I said, here. If you want to try to sell it, here's the two pieces that are missing. It's missing pieces H and I, and it's also missing one set of screws. I gave him the list. I said, I said, put this with the instruction. You can figure it out. He said he's going to try to he's going to try to build it and sell it. He said, but he needs those extra parts. So he's disappointed. Obviously, I'm disappointed. He's disappointed. Now You're I need disappointed. to. Now I need to get We're an, all disappointed. I need to get an NBA Jam though, because now my my heart was set on an NBA Jam. Yeah, I'll switch your mean Ian. Playing against someone across across the U.S. with with Oakley and, and Ewing and 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 and, and be, being in tournaments together once COVID is over, traveling the world as God, NBA, Jam NBA Jam opponents. They're tr- they're trying to do uh, online tournaments to get this going as a thing. I yeah, I saw. That was step one, Ian. Me and you putting together, slaving away in a hot afternoon, having a nice, nice yeah. Michelob, uh, having Miller High Life, Miller High to Life to celebrate. We clink the glasses after we put it together. Champagne glasses on the can. Yes. I'm not. I'm not asking Arcane one up for a review unit. I'm not doing that. If you got one laying around, it's refurbished. Give me a deal on it, because now I'm disappointed. Now I got to spend four fifty to get one. I thought that would have been the swap meet deal of the year for me if I got that. He got his Jimmy's all in a jam. Yes, because I wasn't in a jam. Thanks, Ian. I wasn't even thinking that. But you know what I mean. Like when you're you're not thinking about it, then it's there and you have it. Now it's yeah. gone. A fucking Galaga. Out of all the ones to stuff in there. If it was like another one, I might. If it was like the, I don't know, like the missile command one with the, I might have kept it for two hundred. You know what I mean? Like the centipede missile. I, I might have kept. it. If it was any of the other ones, yes, sure. Literally Not any the of the cheapest other ones. one they discontinued, right? Like the first one out. I mean, I might have kept it if it was, maybe if it was like a, I don't know, maybe a miss the, the Pac Man fortieth anniversary when it just came out. I don't know, but too good to be true. That person that swapped them out, that person uh, you slime ball. You, you cost me time that day on my Sunday. I could have been relaxing. You slime ball. I might have just put it together that, that night. I would have been so excited. I would have put it, put it together. Yeah, no. I, I bet you would have. I'd been like, okay, let's just fucking do it. Like an Ikea shelf. Good time. Which is basically how it has those little those wooden little guys to, to put together some of it. Oh, does it? Like, yeah. yeah. I figured it probably puts together like any yeah. bookshelf. So I'm an idiot. I should examine the control panel before I even got to the market. Well, yeah, my, my, my big uh, question for you is, wouldn't you have noticed when you were examining the control panel that it was only one joystick? Shut up, Ian. And not four? I, I did not get that far. It's fair. <laughs> Just saying. I was so excited still. It was heavily wrapped. It was like that... It was heavily wrapped. I, I could make out that there was, a con- there was a joystick. But yeah, I should have measured it out. I should have measured... Okay. Because NBA Jam 1 is like double the, the width almost. There. I know. I had the main cabinet. I had the huge fucking four-player action in there. Anyway. Now I'm looking at, like, the centipede cabinets. That was my Sunday, Ian. Well. 
Uh, moving on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Tencent. You want to talk about Tencent? Tencent. Uh, Trump said he was going to uh, basically ban um, TikTok and then um, was going to uh, basically ban anything that uses the WeChat program, um, I believe, in-game. People were very, very concerned because Tencent has their hands in, oh, just about everything. Um, they, they, uh, and, and it would be bad for, for gamers. Uh, Tencent has a stake in Fortnite. Um, they have uh, almost, I believe, a 100% stake in Riot Games. Um, and people were thinking that this was going to, um, you know, potentially, uh, eliminate these. Like with, with, with one fell swoop, we could see a whole bunch of ban any transaction. Yeah, with ba- Tencent. Any transaction. So basically, Anything they own. They yeah. The, the the initial read was that you they would these companies would not be able to receive any money from anyone in the U.S. Sure. Thus thus eliminating you know your ability to partake in the things that they have a uh, stake in. Um, they have a one hundred percent stake in Riot Games. That's League of Legends. Forty percent in Epic Games. So that's not only uh, Fortnite but the Epic Game Store. Which would be any transaction there potentially. Um, they have eleven point five percent in Blue Hole, which I did not know, but that's player unknown. Battlegrounds, five percent in Our Ubisoft, PUBG, public Battlegrounds G, five percent in Activision Blizzard, eighty percent in Path of Exile, and uh, some other ones. So that would have been very, very um, far-reaching. And right, they own what League of Legends, right? That's the big one. That's what I, yeah, League that was the first one I said. Hundred okay. percent stake in Riot Games, which is League of Legends. So, so obviously, you know, uh, you know, Trump, I think, was pissy. Because of the TikTok, people ruining his Tulsa thing the other month. Mm-hmm. Supposedly they bought all the tickets out. Not that a lot of people would have showed up anyway, but that was probably. Well, part they didn't of buy them. They, 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 they signed up free for. Yeah, him. they signed up for him to basically give them a heads up that you know there's going to be all these people here and there's no one. No one showed up. So it was, it was a national embarrassment. It was great. Yeah, was it was no fantastic. One. It was like twenty five percent filled. That little place. They even had the balls to like have like an overflow area where he was going to give was, a speech to his with, millions with a screen, and millions and it, of fans. And there was no one there. <laughs> they fucking tore it down. They're like, all right, we're going to take um, this down. So I, I, that's probably part of this because he's petty. I know he likes to attack, the, obviously, the, the, you know, the Chinese government and the economy. That's part of his what riles up the base. Um, obviously, in an executive order is easily challenged. Yes. That's a thing. Yes. I was never particularly concerned that this was actually going to have any... Her, her feet are so tiny, they can't fit in here. Yeah, I, it's almost like the doll maybe wasn't for the skateboard that yes. they packaged it with. Uh, <laughs> they just found a bunch of skateboards laying around? Yeah, and they're like, all right, let's just put these two items together. Skateboard's almost as tall as her. Sorry. Low center of gravity. Were her feet bound when she was a child? Keep them that small? Anyway, Jesus Christ, Patrick. Um, but... Executive orders can be uh, challenged, um, like he said, very easily. I always kind of expected that that would happen and this wouldn't get very far. It's also a matter of the um, intent versus the actual the goal, the goal sure. of it. Um, it seems like that this is probably just going to affect WeChat directly. And TikTok, yeah. And TikTok directly. And I don't even think it's going and, to get that far, to be and, honest and with you. there's supposed to be some sort of vulnerabilities. I don't look into security vulnerabilities with that. Uh, well, TikTok is, it has been shown, it, it's mining data. Yeah. It's mining data. Um, 
you know, that data is probably all going to the Chinese government. But sure, you have so, the, so the, 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 lots the, of things mine data. You yeah. have your choice whether or not you want to actively partake in using a program or yeah. not. They're gonna. I mean, when you use any app, potentially they're gonna know. You know, I was in the, they know when you use it. They're gonna know where you are. You know, and so yeah, obviously there's probably they're probably getting some sneaky data. And the government, you don't want any foreign government to have it. So I get that. But that's probably not all where this comes from, obviously. No. Doing this. Like the noble goal versus everything else. Um, what was going to say about this? Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't see this as shutting down all these, all these other game services and games. I don't think it'll get that far. I don't think you can legally do it anyway. Um, you know. So, yeah. It'll, 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 get, it'll get most likely tossed. Um, so, I, I, you know. That, that's all I have to say about it, really. It's just a lot of bluster, something to do before we are less than three months for the election. You, you make a little bit of buzz here. Um, and they even said, yeah, it won't affect Activision Blizzard and other gaming companies, but their stocks still plunged. A 10 cent stock obviously plunged when, when, when oh, yeah. this came out there, so it hurt them a little bit. Um, oh, the one thing I, the only thing I saw was I thought was interesting that they, they shouldn't have had allowed it anyway. Like they are banning like TikTok if you're like a government employee, like you're not allowed to use the app or something. I saw something like that. It's like, oh, well, that's reasonable. <laughs> I don't see what they feel about anyway. Especially if you think they're mining data. They're, they're no, you don't want the Chinese government to know exactly where you are at all yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, that's where the, a security concern seems very legitimate yes. to be in, 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 in that regard. I would think a lot of apps you'd want to look at and like, hey, what the hell exactly are you taking from here? Like, right. Is there someone in a room somewhere in China that's like, okay, we know this government official is here because they're using TikTok to do something stupid. Because that probably happens. Don't, that's not thinking... You don't think the Russians are doing stuff like that? They didn't... They want to know where people are. Right. You know, so that's fine. I just thought that was funny, though. Attacking TikTok, potentially. I still have not used TikTok. Have you? Do you have an no, account? I have absolutely no are desire fit- to ever use TikTok. I was almost old enough to use Snapchat, but that's already dying out, I think it seems like, thankfully, because Snapchat's garbage. Uh, but TikTok might stay around for a few more years, like Vine did, before it goes away. We'll see. I don't like being on video, whether it's five seconds or five minutes. Uh, yeah, TikTok it, has it, zero appeal to me. You're the wrong profession right now, then. Okay. Uh, um,. <laughs> Uh, I want to bring up this uh, this uh, Twitch story that's not necessarily a full topic, but it's interesting. Uh, a boy, uh, I'm guessing a minor. A teenager. Teenager, a minor. Donated $20,000 to various Twitch streamers. That was a story that came up about a week ago. Um, and so the good news was... Well, I mean, you hear about this stuff happening every few years where someone goes nuts. You hear about it with the with the uh, the loot boxes and the FIFA stuff in, in Europe. Are you, peel- yep. are you peeling off the protective I am. thing to that? Mine's still on, I think. Um, and and you're not shocked to hear this, but when you hear twenty thousand dollars, you think there has to be something unfortunately wrong with the ch- a child or minor to donate that much money. Do they don't realize the concept of the money. Or is there something else going on? You know. And they pissed at their mom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who knows what what they're doing it for? But the donations went. It was nineteen thousand eight hundred seventy dollars and ninety four cents belonging to his mother. The donations went to popular streamers including Tifu, Gorb, and Ewok TV, TTV, as well as athletes such as Atlanta Falcons quarterback Kurt Benkert and Miami Heat's Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. He shoots the three ball pretty well. Okay, you're not following the NBA in the bubble. Not right now. Before that, Myers Leonard is pretty good. Um, the mother contacted her bank, this is from TechSpot, but was told that unless she pressed charge, it would be considered friendly fraud, which is when a consumer makes an online shopping purchase with her own credit card and then requests a charge back from the issuing bank after receiving the purchased goods or services. Which has happened to me a couple times, I'm not going to lie. Friendly fraud against me. Um, the parent said almost all the money has now been recovered after she contacted 
Jeez, how do you pronounce it? Sisola XS Zizola, a service Twitch uses for payments. Company agent said that using its online chat feature, she got adjustment adjustment credits on most of the transactions with the condition that the account is permanently blocked to prevent future unauthorized charges. Uh, The mother said that Twitch was no help, calling its lack of response the most frustrating thing of all. Well, uh, Digitally Sun's Twitch account was abruptly closed after she filled out an online help form, causing all transaction information to be lost. Oh, I see. So she closed the account before getting the money back. That might have hurt. Yeah, that may have made it difficult. A little more difficult. Um, No word on whether the Twitch streamers who received the money were contacted. That would suck for them if you you got that money. Oh, I got $5,000. Oh, it's gone. But you got to realize when you get that much amount of money, something's going on. There's something, must be something happening. Right. Also, I don't, I mean, none of the streamers mentioned were small time, which, I mean, it sucks all the same, but it would be a lot more devastating if a small streamer got that as opposed to one that is currently making, you know, a very reasonable living doing it. I feel like I want to tape her feet into the skateboard. Let it go. My, my, I spent a whole dollar on this, Ian. Um, I just wonder how do you how did he get the the account information? Must have got the card and, and linked it to the account. Yeah, I mean that's all I can think of. So maybe he said he was buying bits or something. Or hey, mom, can I borrow the credit card? I need. And she a, said, yeah, sure. A and, Fortnite skin. And, and he and, bought twenty thousand dollars worth of bits. And yeah, I, which I guess knows. you can do. You think Twitch would have something against that? Uh, it could have just been a direct donation too. We have no idea. But they but, said, well, don- but you'd have to have your own account for a direct donation, your own PayPal or what have you. Sure, true. He would if he was under eighteen, he wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, and so she contacted Exola, which is a service Twitch uses for payments, so maybe that's yeah. how they do the, the bits and payments and stuff. That's crazy. Wow, Twitch, you got you got to check up on these huge payments. Yeah, I feel like anytime someone's buying $20,000 worth of bits that maybe something's going on. They didn't get, or, the, or the credit card company does the whole thing. Did you purchase it to, to, the, to, yeah. the, to the mom's uh, cell, cell phone? Like, like they did with Ian the other week. Yeah. That, I, was, in, that was in thousands of dollars. Yeah, that was like, that was like $300. Christ. Because I get that rarely... Um, Never got it for booking a flight because that's on a website and that's more secure. But I've gotten them sometimes for hey, did you make this hundred fifty dollars purchase? And you, get, yeah. you you text back yes, I made it. I guess it didn't happen or it wasn't set up with it. Wow. Okay. Sometimes they call you if it's really serious too. They'll call you. Anyways, TechSpot is saying the son is now said to be remorseful for his actions and is receiving counseling. In addition to his account being blocked, he can only play games while being supervised for one hour per day and must do positive activities throughout the day, get exercise, and interact with the family in a positive manner. Well, that's a somewhat good ending to it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets the help he needs. Because, uh... There's no reason to give NBA players making millions of dollars money on Twitch. No, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset with their salaries. I'm not one of those people who's no. like, oh no. If they if, if if they get paid to play the game, they get paid to play the game. But they don't need the they don't need the bonus uh, donations. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure it's nice to get them. But Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, you're in the bubble. I hear the bubble life is actually not bad for living in the bubble. Yeah, it's pretty good. They got lots of stuff. If only it was a real bubble. A real bubble. Yeah. You see that they the, have like yoga bubbles now and exercise bubbles. So if you go to class, you get your own like eight foot bubble that surrounds you. No, I have not. That's crazy. That might be a thing. You know, it said it heats up. There's a fan on top. So it circulates out the air and everything. Bizarre. So hey, we got to adjust during a certain public health crisis. All right. Um, and then real quick, the Retroid Pocket 2. We got two more things, actually. The Retroid Pocket 2 was announced um, and, and people are covering it. People, someone asked about this. This is one of those handheld. This is a handheld uh, uh, Android system. So this is like uh, one step above a retro pie, at least. And um, 
I don't know, it, it looks cute. I'm not into these overall. I don't own any of these, but um, this is powerful enough to run PS1 and N64 emulators. And um, I don't know, it has cool looking triggers on it. It's it, like 80 bucks. It's nice looking, but there's so many of these and they're constantly coming out. Um, you know, you really have, if you want an emulation machine, you have your choice. You oh, have a, yes. You have a shopping mall full of choices. Um, and this one looks as nice as any of the other ones. I think someone uh, on Twitter posted, uh, tweeted a picture of them playing. Um, they were using like a we were talking about Game Boy games and they posted like a picture of them playing Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle on something that looked similar. I don't know if it was, um, but yeah, I mean it's a nice looking unit. But yeah, people asked us to mention it. Um, it looks like I mean it looks like a hybrid of a Game Boy Advance shell, but then you have a like a Switch Joy-Con a, 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 a little um, thumb thumb joystick. Yeah, they definitely the wanted it to look like a. It, it, it looks like a Switch Lite is the closest thing I could. Compare yeah, it has to. pastel colors. You can get. Um, there's there's four trigger buttons, and you get your analog on the left, and you get a nice D-pad looking D-pad, a real D-pad. And the right, uh, it's a slidey 3DS little little thumb little jobber there. Yeah, and that one's only digital, they say, which is weird. I don't know how that would affect um, some of the PlayStation games. I imagine that could make the camera go really really fast, but but it has a four three screen. Yay! So they cropped out. That's y- good. Thank you, Lord. Um, and then I like the fact that that it there is um, Wi-Fi to two players with two units. That's cool. That's a little extra bonus. I don't probably picture most of these having that. If you're, you're, yeah. Obviously, your emulator has to support that, but there's a lot of emulators that support mm-hmm. online play. That's a neat little feature. So, so me and Ian can play GoldenEye against each other on our own little screens and have a blast. So, so, love so like GoldenEye. I said, I don't own any of these at all. I always went the route of, well, you know, if I get a you know, if I get a 3DS, maybe I'll get like or DS, like maybe I'll get a flash car. I go always go that route. I never went for the emulator machine. I always went the opposite when it came to this stuff. But you know, check it out if you're into this stuff. There is there is like a whole scene that loves following this stuff. I'm just not into it. Yeah. About you know what's the latest and greatest. But this one seems fairly powerful for what it is. It has to be in order to run N64 decently. But I did mention like I think that the resolutions are obviously scaled down, so you don't have to be as powerful. Right. You're on a smaller screen. There. But anyway, check it out. It's the Retroid uh, Pocket Two. Um, and the retro pocket one looks like ass, so I'm glad they improved it uh, to that. And then finally, Ian, for this for this uh, intro, the Switch surpassed 60 million units sold. Yeah, some wild stats out of Nintendo. Wild stuff. Um, this past week, Switch has surpassed 60 million units, which means by this point and the increasing sales since that number was official, it has probably surpassed the NES in terms of units sold. Because um, the last behind, yeah. Meaning the only... Um, console uh, that Nintendo's made that has sold better than it is the uh, Wii. Um, the Wii had, I think, lifetime of like 111 million or something like that. 102. I believe. I'll, look it up. I'll look it up. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking PS2 was 111 million. Yeah, it was 101. Okay. So I think PS2 is a slightly higher than that. Um, but that's an incredible number. Um, I don't think a lot... Of, I mean, the Wii was kind of out of nowhere, but I don't think anyone really saw it when this was announced... Um, Nintendo shattering that record in, three, uh, th- in less than three and a half years. About. Three and a half years. Uh, even Pat and I, who were pretty optimistic about the Switch going in, and uh, never forget, so many people were convinced that this thing was a failure, no, no, dead and, on arrival. And and, and these big uh, big ga- gaming journalists and big personalities and fuck fuck you all as nicely as I can say it. Your arrogance, yeah. Right. Um, but it Nintendo was, should go third party. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, 
Good on Nintendo. Um, and also worth mentioning that um, Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold 22 million copies, which is just insane. In like for any how game. many months? Like three months? How yeah. long has it been out? Uh, it came out in... April or May? February, March. April. April. So, so yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. I mean, for any game on any system, that is an absolutely ridiculous number of units to sell. That, that's like a 40% attach rate to per system. And that's time, though. That's the thing. And that, everyone bought one that yeah. quickly. We all bought it. So well, Maybe the COVID helped. Yeah, no, I'm sure it did. It absolutely did. I don't think that game would have done nearly as well without everyone in lockdown. People uh, were just going, starting to go stir-crazy then. They needed something. Yeah, people who knew what the game was going to be like, like March me, 20. were looking forward to it. We were like, this is going to be perfect for lockdown. And then everyone got it and started talking about it. And I think everyone was just like, yep, let's, let's do it. Five months it's been out almost. So, yeah, I mean, very, very crazy. So that's the second place now to uh, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is like around $26 million. So maybe it'll catch up to that. That's yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been out for almost the entire time this the system has been out. Uh, it came out like two three months after the system was uh, released. Was that, was that summer? It was. It was they, that fall. It was like it, was fall. it, it started, wasn't. It, yeah, it was like they March, started doing the bundles. I think it was May was when they uh, when that came out. So um, yeah, I, this will easily top. Um, Mario Kart at some point, and will probably I, I I don't see anything else on this system being a better seller. This will probably be it's, the best selling game for the Switch. It's incredible. I mean, it's an incredible accomplishment. Obviously, not trying to. Oh, by the way, then w- there was almost the same amount of Switch lights sold the past. You know, obviously core because you couldn't find the regular Switches. You can find right. the Switch lights. So, um, I w- I almost feel bad if people were that. You know, like how many people would wanted to get the regular Switch, but they settled for the Switch Lite. They're like, okay, I'll just settle for the Switch Lite. Because you're at home, you probably want to play on your TV when you have at least have the option. Well, when mine and I know mine and Vani's friend ended up getting a Switch Lite because it was all she could find, and she's selling it and getting a regular Switch. Sure. You probably get most of the va- the value back for it and, and get it. So Yes. I mean, I'm, what, what, do you sell any used Switch Lights at the shop or no? Switches, right? No, Switch Lights I don't really see. Switches, when we get them, are going for just over retail used. Over retail, mm-hmm. they still can't be found anywhere. Wow, wow! I'm sure someone that has something to do with this, and obviously all the scalper bots uh, people bought them all out to get it. But if the man wasn't there, they couldn't buy them. The scalpers couldn't buy them. So I don't know where this is going to end up. I don't know. It probably won't hit a hundred million. But I, mean, I, I can't make any predictions anymore with the switch. I mean, you can't. No, you just can't. You, you just have to say, well, all bets are off. The only thing that I think would stop it from hitting a. Um, um, hitting 100 million is if Nintendo cuts its life short based on its power. And I don't think they will. They don't have to. No, they don't. But you are going to start to see when when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X come out, that's when you'll notice the difference between generations. But that also said, there's really... I mean, Sony announced some first-party games, but a lot of these games that they're announcing are still coming out on both systems. I think it's going to be probably... I think the Switch has another year... I think it'll be the end of 2021 when the Switch really starts to show its age in terms of comparison to well, other systems. But all these first-party games, though, don't have to have bleeding-edge technology. They that's don't. The I, I don't think they do. I, that's not my belief. I'm just yeah. saying the general market will probably say something. I don't know, because for I, the podcast, I brought up the, uh, the, the top-selling games were almost exclusively Nintendo first-party. And they can always work within their own system limitations, obviously. So. Sure. We're still waiting on the second Zelda game. That's going to come out. We're mm-hmm. still waiting on on Metroid on this system. They're, yeah, they might do a Star Fox on here. It makes sense to do that. 
I know, think they probably will. Or, or try to re-release the Wii U one in, in, in some way. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's This holiday season's looking kind of light for the Switch, but I have a feeling something's that... Wor- something's in the, getting worked I mean, on. Something, yeah, something's being worked on for probably 2021. I think everyone's just kind of written and off 2020. We forgot the, uh, the new hotness, Clubhouse Games. Oh, yes. We did not see... I did not see how many that sold. Actually, yeah, what did Clubhouse Games sell the past few months? Now I'm serious. Uh, Clubhouse Games sales... That probably did better than you think, just because a lot of people were more excited about it than you thought. Uh, let's see, Clubhouse Games sales. Um, uh, well, it did six hundred thousand just in the UK, according to Wikipedia. So that's pretty good, just in the UK. Nice. So by population, were we like five times the size of the UK? Seven, six, six times. Uh, yeah, we're in the millions, multiple millions, probably several million uh, that probably sold for that. I don't have the sales on here yet. I don't see it. So. That's my game of the year, by the way. The, the G-O-T-Y. G-O-T-Y? Game of the year? Game of Thrones? You're goatee. All right. We, we done with this uh, this meatier than I thought intro? Yes. All right. Ian, we have to discuss um, a certain event that happened. Uh, last week on Wednesday, uh, August 5th, uh, the Intellivision Amico held their, I guess, big uh, online YouTube uh, video press event. They hyped it up for, they hyped it for August 4th for almost a month they had two humorous like sketchy well sketchy sketch videos sketchy that's funny comedy videos to promote August 4th we're going to do the event August 4th me and Ian sat here uh, 10 minutes before the podcast started and saw that it was cancelled we would discuss it obviously last week um, didn't know why at the time it was revealed till later so they, they pushed it another day to August 5th and held the event here uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about the television Amico event uh, my my just general impressions before we dive in deep dive. Well, first, it was a mistake to cancel it. They lost some buzz. They, uh, CNET was supposedly going to help promote it that Tuesday. And they, CNET seemed a little salty about it in the after. Uh, C- after. CNET did not have favorable coverage of it no. uh, a day or two later of the event. Uh, I don't know that they would have if, if, if they had been on time, but they definitely seemed a little... I think they even mentioned in the article that they were kind of like... What the hell is this? Yeah, what happened? Um, it's unprofessional. And it's probably... I'm going to say... I don't feel bad that we're covering it after everyone else because now that the, all the press is in on the covers of the Amico, there was uh, little to no fanfare about this event at all um, in terms of positivity. Most of the headlines just said, oh, the, uh, based upon what Tom Talrico said, oh, we, we're pushing this back, delayed to April 15th because of COVID. Um, that was the headline on like Hollywood Reporter and a lot of these sites. They didn't say, oh, this looks fantastic. No one did that. Except for a Best Buy, Best Buy Canada blog, which was um, basically a, a PR fluff piece saying things about games that aren't even probably in development yet, which we'll get into. That was the only positivity I really saw in terms of the major. I saw like Kyle Orland, a uh, game journalist, basically say what you say, like, who is this for? Like, like, I can't believe this is a thing. So what we're about to say is, is now the general consensus, not just what we were purported to be haters for expressing over this is like this is falling flat and that's probably what I'll say the most is that this was a probably fell flat and was a boring presentation that, yeah. that's my over overview of this yeah I uh, I didn't watch it when it was live I had to work thank god um, it and was an it hour was, and 20 it was hard to get through it and I'm gonna try to be nice but it was hard to get through it um, it was an hour and 20 minutes and I said this on online uh, when watching it. People don't. I, I don't know who this was for. 
Um, people online uh, or pe- people don't even want hour long uh, pressers from Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Sure. People want the information delivered to them in a um, quick, snappy way that is going to keep their attention. Um, I don't. I feel like this was potentially targeted at people that he that he's already convinced. So convincing the already convinced, um, and potentially in investors because oh. there was a lot of stuff in there that I'm watching. And I'm like, why would anyone who wants to buy this product care about these things that you're telling me for an hour and twenty minutes? Why Why would a, a consumer care that you have a customer service rep? Let, let right. Let's keep yeah. let, let's stay on uh, let's stay on Tommy's line. This is for people that you know are apparently not into games normally Mm -hmm. they're casual um and they are people who might be getting into games for the first time families families don't care about brand partners no families don't care about the you know the controller families don't care about mattel's history which which was heavily in the intro mattel's history yeah uh, really television history they do not care about those sorts of things i don't know it was it was scattershot and all over the place. It was absolutely unorganized. All filler, little killer, right? It, almost no killer, I would argue. Yes, I don't. I mean, you that 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 the presentation could have been truncated down to half an hour, no problem. Yes, absolutely. I mean, things like um, and I I I want to you know say that I'm not trying to sound harsh on any of these. Devs. Showing picture forty year old pictures of like Christmas. Yes. Um. Right. This this is a guy who's not leaning on nostalgia. That's what we're always told. That's what we're I mean, always can, told. Can we stop? Can we just call Tommy a liar at this point when it comes to stuff? Yeah, you're, he's a liar. You're leaning on nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. I, I mean, it's it's all ego stroking and and nostalgia because none of this is going to sell to that target demographic that you swear is out there that you're trying to. Millennial moms don't know what, what any of this stuff is. This is not appealing to any. They never heard of this stuff before. They didn't hear the IntelliVoice. Um, the other thing is. I, I, you delay it, then you say that you're going to announce, you know, a bunch of games that we've never seen before, and then you don't show anything. You announce a brand partnership with there's, uh, there's, Sesame there's, Street. There's Tommy's, by the way, when he was a child. That's, okay, that's what leads into him talking. You um, announce a Sesame Street game, but don't show it. You announce a Hot Wheels collaboration, you don't show it. You talk about your MLB licensing, you don't well, show it. If you want to get into it, I I did the due diligence, Ian. I l- listed on my on my little pad every game mentioned or shown. I have percentages. Are ready? Sure. So there were twenty four titles either shown or mentioned to be coming out. Of those, um, eight eight to twelve are original in terms of like these are games that we are, are making, but they're remakes. That's either we'll say eight to twelve. Four are ports of pre-existing games. Eight showed no gameplay. So a third were just announced here. A third of your games were just announced. That would be Earthworm Jim uh, 4. That showed no gameplay. That was a tech demo we'll get, we'll get into. Uh, Bomb Squad talked about it for a few minutes. Didn't show gameplay. Talked about using the controllers. Uh, the Hot Wheels license, MLB, Sesame Street, and the three board games. Telestrations, Ink and Gold, and Blank Slate. We're just, hey, we are might be developing these. We have the rights to develop these, but we're, we have no gameplay to show. So because of th- there's such a small amount of these that they actually showed, 
when they did show like Astro Smash, which by the way was the lead off for some reason, like that's the big killer. They showed like three minutes of this thing being played. Yeah, I was. I, I thought it was a joke. Not with, not with no explanation of what was happening. Just like, oh, here's the game. No, play. it was literally just three minutes of cold, cold gameplay. Um, I have no idea what who once again who that was supposed to appeal to or why you would need three minutes of of gameplay of Astro Smash. Other than to just fill time. Like, when you have your lead-off game, it's supposed to be like, hey, this is the killer. Like, the first and the last games, right? When yeah. you do these presentations. What do you think? Is, is this improved from the footage a few, few, uh, a few months ago? They got rid of the, the, the shot coming from underneath, like, they, before. Yeah, no, I mean, they did. But it, it looks... Uh, I mean, what am I supposed to say about that? It looks like it might be fun, but that is a mobile-quality game. And when we say mobile quality, again, it's not... it's. Graphics plus simplicity. And, and also, I don't... And, mean, and how deep the game is. And so. also, there's lots of actual good games on mobile. I don't yeah. mean to constantly sound like I'm shitting on mobile. When I say, like, mobile quality, I mean, like, I'd say mobile shovelware. Yes. Yes. The stuff that is free to play or 99 cents, and it looks like it's asset flip stuff out of Unity. Sure. Oh, but you can you can blow up an asteroid coming, coming to get you there for the multiplayer there. So... um. Yeah, so the, so you have you have uh, that's the big killer. A lot of dev time. They almost have as much dev talk as showing gameplay, which is, was an interesting uh, strategy to me. Yeah, I don't get it, and, and it's all devs talking about how they love the Amico, but not really showing much of anything. Well, they never. Well, we'll get into the one time they might have shown something being played. They they there's a three minute segment of this where they literally have everyone. Uh, blow the controller and say this is the best thing ever they really don't show the controller being shown uh, played much in this whole entire hour 20 minutes no there's like a there's like a, a some sort of family I think playing cornhole on the TV but it's like a setup like PR shot so it's like okay they're showing something happened in there but mo- you don't see the games being played that they're showing with the controller right that you think that'd be a part of the experience to show this off which goes back to how far along are they uh, when it comes by the way um Two things that were missing from here. Uh, J- the big hire, Jay Allard. Mm-hmm. Remember Jay Allard? Remember yes. that made waves? Mm-hmm. At a, they showed everyone in the company. Jay Allard, the ex-Microsoft employee, nowhere to be seen the entire video. Yeah. Which means it was, I was either correct in saying that was a hire just for a quick PR, and they paid him some money to go away, or he saw the project and said, well, we're not on the same page or I can't do anything and I'm out. Or, or Tommy realized, hey, uh, you can't help this project as much as you can, and you're, you're out. Because that was a big deal. There was there was YouTubers making videos about, they hired Jay Allard. This is a game changer. Well, the guy you hired, you made a video about, doesn't appear in your event at all. Doesn't sure. say anything, does not mention. So this is the Battle Tanks uh, game. So this is a basically, you know, this is a, a, a remake of, of, of the tank, you know, the tank game that was on the Intellivision. I believe it was called Tank Tank. Whatever it's called. Know. Like, who remembers? Tank Attack. Tank Attack. There's the dev talking about it uh, there. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, lo- it looks like it could be a fun little 15-minute game to play. Something I want to uh, say is that um, lots of these games look like they could be kind of fun to play. Here's for, Cornhole. For a little bit of time. Um, but none of these are selling me on a $250 system. Cornhole looked looked to me like... I don't know if, if, if this frame rate was off. It looked like it's not 30 frames. I don't know if it's just because of the render. Doesn't that look a little... Yeah, so it's a little off. Like it's like twenty to twenty-five frames. It okay. does, um, but I these are things where like I don't even feel like we need to nitpick because there's enough things that are very obvious that are out in the open. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so we got Cornhole. By the way, there was no announcing of what the packing games were during this, which goes back to your point. This is an investor video to get confidence to get new investors involved. Right, and it's not that they haven't said what the packing games are. They did. I just don't remember what the hell they are anymore. Well, they didn't announce the final ones. Uh, but that's still not announced. Well, they announced five of them, I think. Okay, they're missing a couple. At this um, point, still. But either way, you would think that if this I mean, is... I mean, in this video, they didn't run them down specifically. They no, I know, I know. I'm yeah. just saying, in pre- pre- previously, they had. Yes. In this video, they did not, which is, this, if this is a video to sell it to people, you might want to include the pack-in games. There's a mention of Sesame Street. So when you talk about licenses... I, I, it's it's not... Going back to... I, I want to say something real quick. Oh. It drives me nuts when he keeps saying... Our retail partners, our branding partners, you buy brands. Anyone with enough money can go and be like, I would like to purchase the Sesame Street license for my game. And you can probably work it out. Same with Mattel. There are entire people who revolve around just buying up licenses. We've talked about it before. You can go out and buy old licenses. You can buy the rights to use licenses. It's not like people are walking up to Tommy and being like, this is a great fit for Hot Wheels. We gotta get our game on Hot Wheels. that's not how it works. No, that's that's not it. But they are doing everything in their power to frame it that way. These aren't your friends. These aren't your pals. It doesn't mean your product's good because you got a license either. In fact, most licensed games throughout history have been absolute dog shit. But it's it's the framing that is. I, I realize it's sales speak, and they have to do some of that. Do you want to guess how many Hot Wheel games are on the App Store right now? But these are not your friends. Do you want to guess how many Hot Wheel games? Fifteen. No, no, there's six. Yeah. How many MLB games are on the but store right now? They look better. Then I don't know if they're going to pair this with side swipers. I think but it looks better. I think that's a 3D game. That looks better than side swipers. I, I, I don't. I don't care. Um, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll look up MLB because they, they said, "Oh, we got the MLB license. That was the first branded baseball game." MLB. I'll look it up right now. So MLB, Sesame Street's probably 15 to 20. I don't have to like. That's probably a ton. Right. MLB. These are not exclusive licenses. MLB Tap Sports Baseball. There's a tap game in there. You go. Get you going. MLB nine innings twenty. MLB home run derby. MLB ta- uh, tap sports. MLB perfect inning two. RBI baseball twenty. Okay, no MLB. No and- RBI baseball does have the MLB license. Oh, okay. So you include that. So what is that six? Baseball nine. Does it have the license? I'm not sure if that has it. Uh, baseball star. Ooh, there's a baseball star game. Ooh, ooh. ooh. All I'm saying, focus, Patrick. MLB nine. Innings. So there's like ten. Yeah, all I'm saying is that the MLB is not like the NFL license even. Like, the MLB license is everywhere. So, leaning on that is very weird, and it just, I don't see that grabbing. It might grab an investor. It won't grab any consumer that's smart at all when it comes to these things. Right. Investor might say, oh, you have your shit together. You got the license. There's even more. There's like probably a dozen baseball games. With yeah, MLB that, that was my point. Like, I, I knew there was a lot. I, felt, I, I, I was fairly I, certain there was over 10 on the I'll put, I'll put money on it that the over-under for uh, educational Sesame Street apps games is probably 12 to 15. There's probably 12 to 15 at least. Sure. Because that's like everywhere uh, for that. That's the big one. So, oh, they got the American Cornhole League one, so that probably cost them uh, not a huge amount. They're probably like, okay, we want to do this. Put our name on this. Get it out there. Um, then you have the three board games that they discussed, Ink and Gold, Telestrations, and Blank Slate. I'm not into the tabletop games. I know that some of these are popular, so I guess that's good if they can get start development on these, but we'll get into that. The, the problem with, with having all these licenses announced, though, is now you are stuck having to... You, have, you better develop these games. You better come out with these games at some point in time. That costs money, though. 
it costs you money to potentially get the license. Now we have to develop these games. So that's when I see this happen. When I see eight games with no real gameplay shown, where are you going to get the money from to, get, to, to do this? You need the investors to help out. So this, it's chicken and the egg thing. You, you, you got to get these licenses to show that we can put out these games, and I need the money to make them. Yeah, unless they get a pre-existing one, which we'll get into uh, here. So we got any thoughts on the three board games? Not really. No, not really. All right, we'll move on. Uh, that's uh, was that Kara Acker talks about. This is good for my family, even though I, I don't know. Kara, you didn't grow up with the Intellivision, probably, but okay. Um, talk to Concrete Software. Uh, the Spades game, the card game. Um, really, here we go. The, the, the Spades game. What do you think of when you see this? I. I think that they are probably doing the best they can and they care about their game but it looks like shovelware you don't like you like the art design it's okay but but again you're paying 250 dollars to play this to play spades right oh oh they don't show it on the controllers they show it on phones on phones (laughs) yes the one time you can show the controller being used to demonstrate the unique nature you're showing your cell phone because you can do it on a cell phone. phone But remember, all of these games were at one point in time said to not be doable on any other system. God. Even though that many of them appear to be made in Unity, and Unity is, supports oh, the, pretty much oh, yeah. everything that's out there. All right, this to me was the highlight. Not Cornhole, I'm, I'm bearish on Cornhole. The breakout game looks interesting. Yeah, like I said, some of these games definitely look like they could be fun. It's a rhythm sound breakout game. Breakout does look pretty good. The guy's talking a lot. God, there's so much talking. Here it is. Here's the game. Where's the game? There's a game. Uh, I don't... I don't... Oh, that was it? Okay. I thought that was Jay Allen at first when I first saw him. Uh, so yeah, the breakout game, they don't show that much of it. They show like 20 seconds of it. Here it is. Yeah, I mean, we saw the breakout game in a previous video, and I think... It looks okay. Stylistically, that's, it looks fine. That's an original game, at least. So that's good. Uh, did we skip over Liar's Dice? It's just a synthesized game. I don't care. Game. Um, okay. You don't care because it's that bad? or It's, it's just, just like, Liar's Dice. I mean... It's just a dice game. It's a dice game. Uh, what does Jason show off here? Oh, my God. There's so much dev talk. Oh, this one they talked about the controller, I believe, for like three minutes. And it's ridiculous. So, let's... Yeah, that's the controller talk. Let's skip forward. Oh. Here you go. Uh, missile Command. Um... The more I see this, no disrespect to the dev, the more I hate that missile command. Yeah. It's too busy. There's weight. It looks like a cramped space. I do not like there being uh, vertical and horizontal missile launchers. It's just way too much going on. You mean missile launchers at the top and at the bottom? They have on the left side of the screen at one point, too. See, left and right. Oh. Oh, I see left and bottom. It's a lot going on for a missile command. To me, missile command is about simplicity versus, like, like there's too much trails going on. It's just, too, I, can't, I can't follow it, and I like missile command. I mean, maybe they maybe they can they could button this up there. Oh, it's all four sides at that point with the launchers. That's a lot going on uh, there. But okay, so that's that's at least an original game. Uh, this, however, is not. So Finnegan Fox. This was bizarre to me watching this. This was. Um, they really like they they show they show the concept art for some game that's supposed to be original. That's supposed to be original, but it's not. Uh, Finnegan Fox is, if you actually, if you look it up, um, there's a Wikipedia page for uh, Fox and Forest is the name of the game. Um, And it looks almost exactly the same, uses these exact same enemies. This is not concept art for the, the game Amiga they're one. showing. It's this the is, this is as, as far as I can tell, because right down to the enemies are the same in Fox and Forest. 
including the bats, like the bats they show. You can see the enemies that they show in this concept art mm-hmm. in Fox and Forest. Um, it says that uh, a like a uh, follow up to Fox and Forest is uh, yeah, those bats are in the original game. Um, a follow up to Fox and Forest is being uh, created for the Intellivision Amico. Um, Here's a, the only gameplay they show. This is concept gameplay that literally shows one screen. He jumps up and down. So when I when I first saw this, I was like, this looks like an interesting sort of idea, I guess. You can change the seasons to change the gameplay and the scenery. But then I saw the original Fox and Forest games, which is like 16-bit type of sprite art, which looks better than this. Yeah, it looks way nicer than that. I don't know what they're going for with this. This looks like a, a fucking CDI, CDI game. Or 3DO yes. platform from like 96. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Why would you ruin the initial art design of the game? By doing this, but you're basically painting over your old game. Yeah, Fox and Forest actually looks pretty nice. The game got so-so reviews. Um, I, I think it came got out a few like years a, ago. Uh, yeah, I think it came out a couple years ago. I think it got like 77 on Metacritic. People said that the uh, that the um, the weather changing mechanics Was were neat. Cool. Were neat. Um, and I thought the I think the graphics, honestly, for this original Fox and Forest look pretty great. Like there's a the 16-bit indie style. Yeah, a little more advanced. Um, why would I'm just I don't know why would you change the entire design around when your original Intellivision system Ian is like known for like oh it has it has the pixel style the Running Man like why wouldn't you lean on that a little bit for some of that's these games, my thinking is why why would you why would you why would you try to make it look cheaper it looks cheaper now if I was the devs I would say why why, why can't we, we just that? put your game on here. Does it have to be a different like why? Because, because well, that's because, the exclusive version. Because Tommy is still leaning on these being exclusive games when they're not. They're they're not sure. Maybe maybe in some way, shape, or form, there is something that's exclusive. But he's really, really leaning on these smallest details, changing so, things. So this is not gameplay. I mean, this is a proof of concept to a game that does exist. Yes. If you're going to change around all the fucking graphics, I don't. Wow. Okay. Now we come up to. I'm going to be as nice as I can possibly be to the devs. Uh, come to Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel is a five-year-old mobile game. It is. You can check. You can get it for free. It did not do well in the App Store according to number of downloads uh, for a free game. They talked to the devs. I'm sure they're nice people. Um, it's also a five-year-old game that is based upon a many other a, many other games. Oh, yes, that that oh. have already come out. Oh, there's literally. On my such as on my smart TV, you can play games like that where you're tilting around. Literally built-in smart TV games. Big ones would be um, Joe Danger and the Trials series of games. Sure. So I'm sure these are nice uh, folks that do that. But but this is not. You you should not be spending up to three hundred dollars to play a game that's five years old and free. You just that that it's an embarrassment in that respect. And this is one that they're leaning on. Yes, because they spent ten minutes. Between talking to the devs, showing... By the way, we're not a violent system. Let's show a guy almost literally dying during it. We're not, a, we're not, we're not for violence, Ian. This is them, not me. They showed uh, that one, and they showed the one where he, where he broke like 40 bones. The Vegas one. You ever see the Vegas one where he flips yeah. over? He almost fucking died, Evil Knievel. So then they spend five minutes talking to Evil Knievel's son. I'm sure he's a nice dude. I'm sure he is. But at this point, you have to ask, like, what, what are we doing? Why do consumers... 
You're trying to teach them about something that happened 50 years ago? Like, why are we doing this? Yes, why are we suddenly getting a history lesson? Is this to troll me because I, I pointed out this game specifically as, like, this should not be on a game console? Like, I don't understand the tripling down on this. Then, they, okay, they show his, his dad. I mean, I'm sure it's like if, if you never knew of Evil Knievel, which is most people under the ages of 40 never heard of Evil Knievel at this point. Yes, is this one where he almost died? No. They showed a lot of him crashing, which I thought was strange. Again, it's not a violent system, but we're showing snuff film footage almost on our investor video here. Um, so, more talk. They, they, show, they show him being carted to the emergency room in this video. Oh, my God. I, I didn't see that the first time. I skipped over it. I had to watch this on 2x speed. Um, they show the toys. It's so much time. Then they show the game. There's the game, Ian. So, they go back to the game, which is... Uh, probably, you know, I'm not sure it's stuff from the trailer again, because originally they showed, they pulled trailer footage on here. Um, we don't see most of this stuff actually running on an Amico. Wonder why. Um, it goes on forever. It's like 10 minutes. They talk about the retail partners. It'll be on, it'll be at walmart.com for sale. That's yeah. what they say. That's the big announcement. Walmart.com. Um, talking about getting it I, this this is where I, I see a lot. This is another place where I see a lot of disconnect. Who cares? Who cares that you, you got you're partnering with with retailers a certain online location like Best Buy or Walmart? Again, the, these businesses exist to sell stuff. So this is the, the show off of Bomb Squad, where they talk about things the controller could do with the game, but you don't see any gameplay happening on this. Like that's the thing. You don't see, and, and he's not even holding an Amico controller no. when he's showing this off. He's holding some sort of like, looks like a smartphone type of device. Talking about the old bomb squad and saying, oh, you'll be able to like see, interact with the lights on here. You'll be able to do this and that. They, I mean, if, if, I, if I give this all the benefits of the doubt, I could see that being fun, but sure. it doesn't show anything. But we're not in development yet on this. Like, there's nothing to show. Like, why talk about it? Right. This is a what if. This is like three minutes long. Are we okay? This is the Rocket League sort of game, that the space game called Space Strike. It's actually an interesting sort of concept yeah. in terms of like you wing around, use I guess gravity to wing around the the, the ball to score a goal. But the, you know what I thought of when I heard of this? Hmm. I want to see a Rocket League in space. Sure, like an actual Rocket League in space. Maybe that that'll be a future thing by uh, you know our, our local pals to do from say honest. Um, at least this isn't a, a sort of original concept. But again, it's a simple game. Like it's, it's at least to me. This, if you want to call this a highlight, I call this a highlight more than anything else. Yeah, I. It's a cute little uh, idea. I think it looks fun. But again, like I said, the if I'm going to be realistic with the money I'm going to spend, none of these games are making me go. I got to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on this system. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I come back. You come back to that unfortunately all the time. Like this is a game that if you put this on the Switch shop, maybe a lot of people buy it for five bucks. Right. You know, they buy it for like five bucks. I'm not sure what it's going to cost there. All right, we are most of the way through. Um, here's a customer service rep. I don't know why I have to see you in the video. I'm sure you're nice. Uh, the customer experience person, Brittany, I'm sure you're nice. Uh, you don't belong in the video. Okay, we're at to Nitro Derby. So, Ian, Nitro Derby, When I remember this is one of the games I said this looks really polished back in, was it March? Yeah. This is a pre-existing it's game. Well, it was, it was supposed to It was to a com- made game. It was a made game for a... VR company. For a VR company that apparently did not come up. So... When you see the gameplay, this is the VR gameplay because you see the person like it's the, the it's moving around like you're moving your head when you're watching it go. Once the it starts VR racing. company's uh, name is still on the banners 
Oh, on the racetrack. Yeah, on the racetrack. So we were watching the VR version. This is not the Amico running no. this. No, this is not the Amico version. Um, so the one, one thing I'll say is that, yeah, it looks like a polished little Super Sprint type of game. How do you make that into the Amico version if it's a VR game where the map, you, you have to move your head to see where your racer is? Here it goes. So you follow, you, you, have, you, you have a helmet strapped down, you're watching it go. They're trying to cut around it, but look, it zooms out, it comes back in. That would be a tough... They're doing a that's lot of cuts. That's absolutely oh, that's VR. VR. Yeah. That's absolutely VR. How do you make this into a single screen game if it's multiplayer? Can you, can you do that? Because you don't see this whole uh, racetrack on the screen at one time. I'm, I'm sure they can find a way. You maybe just have to do a fixed look, pull-down look how close view. It, look how close in it is. Yeah. But, or, maybe, is a, or maybe that's what the screen on the controller is So you look on your for. controller and play it. That, like that, that. that would look be... Look at that. That's not even half the racetrack there. I mean, it kind of looks okay. The more I look at it, the colors are kind of muddled. But it looks like it looks like it could be okay. I like Super Sprint type of games. But again, we got to develop the game for the Amico. We got we to do it. It's, not a, it's, not a, it's one of the games that's a port. One of the four that's a port. And we have one more left to go. That's a port, and it's funny. Is it the next one that comes up? Nitro Derby. So that, Here it is. So, Rigid uh, Force Redux. So, this is a uh, game that's on, what, Switch, Xbox... Yep. I'm guessing on, on, on PS4. Yes, they're bringing an exclusive multiplayer mode to the Amica. That's what makes it exclusive. This is, a, this is tra- all trailer footage that they pulled to, for this. This is not... Right. This is a trailer. Because there's review there's review quotes on, in here from like Nintendo Life. Guarantee you Nintendo Life did not play the Amico version. They probably played it on the Switch. Right. So what are we looking at here? Do we know that the Amico can run it and have it look as good at the, well, as this? What they're doing is they're selling us on a game that we don't need to buy an Amico for. We can go out and buy it right now for our Switch. I mean, that's something we haven't brought up. Is there a game that we are seeing here that would have to make concessions to run on a little Android box? I don't know. In terms of graphic power. I mean, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like cutting-edge graphics. But this is... It's not nothing a game like this. So this is the fourth game that's a port that has to be made here. Um, we we have not seen so far any of the four German funded games. The five hundred thousand uh, dollars taken from the Bavarian uh, fund for that was Pong Ian, Shark Shark, Skiing, and Moon Patrol. So two of those games are packed in, I believe. Shark Shark and Skiing. The Pong was the embarrassing looking one that we have not seen footage of since with the footballs and stuff. Yeah, that looked terrible. And the Moon Patrol one, which is their app. So that's those are the four German ones, by the way. So when you look at the numbers, we see we'll see skiing in a second. When you look at the numbers, Ian, there's only eight games out of all of these you can say that were are being funded partially or in full by Intellivision. Eight out of the 24 games that we know of right now that we can say these are games that exist in some form because you can't count the German ones. And the reason I bring that up is because how much money do you have to make these new games? Right. How much money do you have to make the games, the MLB game, and the um, and the Sesame Street game? And the bomb squad. Oh, and the um, the uh, fox and forest is also a German game. Is it? But yeah. that's a pre-existing game, at least that they're just sure. plastering over, basically. All right. Oh, here we have the um, here we have the, the oh some we have shots of of a family doing something with a controller here. I'm I don't assu- know what. I'm but assuming that was cornhole. They oh, it's cornhole. Is there, do we see a console in the picture? I don't think so. I don't know. And then they show some games in development. That, real quick, we uh, the Bomberman, I think, type of game. There's the, there's the embarrassing Pong game. Um, here, 
worldwide partners we don't care okay here's the hardware part here so I'm not sure if this if this is a direct response to, to Ian and I a month ago saying we don't think a console exists and again a console our definition was plug it in boot it up from scratch uh, go, load it up your menu launch a game play the game uh, we're about to see it does not qualify for that and we'll show you why but this is a little kind of weird slapstick little sequence I don't know if you watched it where Tommy it was, oh, yes. what's this what's a polycarbonate I don't, I don't know. know or you're the CEO even though it's funny it's stupid to say that the, the spring goes out of his hand oh it springs out of my hand so then he shows it uh, uh, he shows this on standby here this console if I can get through this fucking routine oh this has a spring we have our stuff going on we're making a console here some parts on the table again you would not show consumers this who the hell cares you would hope you're making a console or developing a console. Hey, moving on. Well, I'm just trying to get to what, what the main point of it is here. When he gets to the TV. Jesus Christ. So it's in sleep mode, the console. And he says that, Tommy. It's in sleep mode. And he hits the button to wake it up in a second here. This is very important because there's a sequence that happens here I want to I I show you. So it's not booted up from scratch. So why is that important real quick? Uh, oh, okay, we go to the Amico. We, play, we cut to the Amico, close up. He hits the sleep button. It comes back onto the menu. And then he picks up a controller. You see the menu there, the little Android menu. He goes to the games here. So he brings him out of sleep mode, which is nice. He's going to select skiing. Cuts the controller. So this is why it was important to say, is this uh, console full, fully functional? Because if you boot from cold, Ian, what that tells you is that the drivers and everything is all natively loaded, it can run your software without any load up from like a like a like a like a Linux fucking prompt. Everything right. is ready. All this means is that it was put into a comfortable state and then slept. Yeah. It was probably loaded into an Android emulator and it, it was slept. You bring it back. So what does it tell you though, potentially? We don't see the game loading from the menu. It cuts. That menu might just be a graphic mock-up that's not connected at all to anything. Right. Potentially. We have to say that because we don't see it load. It goes to the controller. Why not show the game loading? And now we're at the menu already. And he does play the game for 30 seconds. So there you go. So we do have the controller playing game. We do not see the system boot up from scratch, which is important. And we do not... Because, hell, Ian, you still have the job listing still for two positions that were supposed to be for accessories that we did not see any accessories mentioned or brought up at all. And the two the two positions, uh, Ian, again, were for the senior game console firmware developer and the embedded Android software developer. They would probably help to have that system boot up and load the games from a menu. And those positions are still available and open as of today, August 11th, when we were recording that. So that's not a gotcha to me, Ian, or anything. That, to me, is desperation when I see that. Yeah. Uh, there's Moon Patrol. Um, I tried playing it, the updated one on my phone. I couldn't with the controls. It was tough. It's impossible to play on your phone. It's just not responsive. Uh, you were more down on this to me. I thought it looked okay. You were you were kind of down on this. I just don't like the cheap 3D aesthetic at all. You would rather just stick with a, 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 even an updated Pixel 16-bit yes. version. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things, Ian, that when I see a console like this that bothers me the most, when you see like um, kind of like quick quickly produced games and, and honestly a lot of games that failed elsewhere uh, or are poured over elsewhere like the Evil Knievel game or Finnegan Fox that we're going to bring that over here um, you don't have any uniformed art direction to any of these games it's just whatever 
um, whatever we can load up into Unity assets. And I was going to say, it, it all looks like what is known as asset flip, which is basically getting doing as little work on the art and stuff as possible, using pre-existing stuff, throwing it together, making a game to ship out for cash. The, the, the problem with that, though, is that, like, as a consumer, like, when you look at, like, all the Nintendo games, uh, Ian, that they produce, you could make an argument, oh, well, they kind of look like they exist in the same world, kind of. Graphically, like they're they're in the ballpark. That's why when you see Smash Brothers, it makes sense. They bring all these characters in. They don't have to change them too too much. From Mario to Link to Pokemon, you know what I mean? Like this, every game is its own thing. There's nothing that crosses over to me besides well, it looks like a a mobile style game. Like that, that that's it that we can make cheaply. They show a lot of Moon Patrol. They play like, play like three and a half minutes of Moon Patrol, um, and then we close out to Ian. The Denouement is a five minute conversation with Tommy and five of the uh, Earthworm Jim developers. They talked for like five minutes on Zoom here. Um, and, and this was why supposedly they delayed this event to show something of Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim is supposed to be the killer app. This is the Breath of the Wild of the Nintendo Switch that they are purporting to do. So I think Conspicuous in his app is, I don't think Doug Tanapple is there because obviously he's a controversial figure at this point. He's a piece of shit. And Doug, you're a piece of shit. And, and unfortunately, when they bring up Earthworm Jim down all these articles, fortunately, unfortunately, they bring up Doug Tenapple and his and his since he's a well, you know, Doug Tenapple is a great fit for a family friendly console. Well, they're trying to distance themselves. They're trying to say, well, he was just involved in the original brainstorming meeting where he's not involved anymore. That's what they're trying to say. So they literally talk for five minutes. I don't know why you would do this. It's five minutes, and then this is what we get. We get a thirty second tech demo it's not gameplay like it's not an example game it's it's a pre not even pre-alpha it's wow it's a running animation of a birthworm gym on the street it doesn't really even i i don't know why it's worth i mean it's more embarrassing that they put this up as opposed to saying the game is still coming it's yes. I mean, cool it's animation it's cool it looks decent you see him he runs left up, run left run to, right that's it and then no gameplay they're going to try to say, oh, this is gameplay. This is a proof of concept. This is not gameplay. It's well, it's funny, game. too, because they already said that it wasn't supposed to be a platformer, and now they're trying to show us this proof of concept that looks platformery. They don't know what the fuck they're doing with this. Well, they have no idea. There's nothing developed. Well, just like everything, and that's the big problem with the system. Everything is still being talked about. Very little is actually being developed. That's so, my guess. So even if the hardware was totally done to ship this in October, you have... None of the games that you're talking about ready to go anyway. So you had to have pushed it one way or the other. Breakout looks like it would probably be ready to go. Cornhole, Astro Smash, skiing. Maybe Moon Patrol. Moon Patrol. And Shark Shark, the ones they got the German developers working on last year because they got the funding for it. Sure. We don't know where the funding is for the rest of these games. There was a lot of stuff. We didn't see that much update. The Bomberman thing we saw for a second. Um, we saw the uh, Night Stalker for like a couple of seconds. Are, are, where's the updates on those? They're supposed to have 20 games at launch, I believe. I don't think they have 20 games finished right now. I thought they were supposed to have more than that. But okay, let's say minimum 20 if you count the packing ones. Sure. They didn't show they didn't show 20 games being played here. I don't think when you add them all up. 8 4 well, 4 I don't trust your pat math, but either way, it's not it's a, not, it's looking not a good. good look. It's not a good look. So whether or not COVID, I, I would say the COVID thing is BS and, uh, because the, the Atari VCS is still being produced. COVID is ab absolutely something that is screwing up production in timelines, but this is supposed to have been in work for two years now. Two years. 
And another system that we've been very hard on the uh, yeah the the um, Atari VCS. And people, some people are claiming we haven't been hard hard on the VCS for some reason. We've like, been like, incredibly hard on the VCS. It's fucking insane. You don't watch the or follow the podcast. Sorry. Yeah, it's or you're just trying to pick and choose because I've never said anything positive about the Atari VCS. But the VCS is getting produced. They they've they've played it in public. People have played it in public. The VCS. As bad as you want to trash the VCS. It's, no, I'm still going to trash the VCS that, because releasing doesn't mean anything to me. But it's still they're, garbage but, but they're coming out during sure. COVID. Right. They had their ducks in a row at least for that. There's still no reason potentially to own it, but that'll be in people's hands before the Amico. Like, that that dumpster fire is still going to come out. That's the whole point there. So, so um, yeah. So, so, we've been talking about this for like, like a half hour now when it comes to this. And like I said, this isn't our opinion. CNET... You go on uh, reset error forms, NeoGAF. Most of the, you know, most of the consensus is that yes, this does not look good. Now, why again? If all these games are are just announced and not completed, why do the event now? Why not just do a press release saying we have to push this console back because of COVID? Why bother doing this video now? Why not wait Ian, until December? Maybe you have a lot more footage to show of your games. You can talk about your fucking Hot Wheels game or your Sesame Street game. Or well, Gen- because they were going to get negative. If they didn't do something, they would have gotten negative feedback. So they had to try to do something with from what who they had. though? From the people they took the pre-order money from? Probably yes. That's that's my guess. Okay. I mean, there are people who were all about this console who are less about it now after oh, yeah. seeing it. Um, it's I, not- it, they would not, I, I, it would not have been good for them to push it off. He was screwed either way. He either pushed it off and got shit for that, or he had to, he had to show something. Video. Yeah, he had uh, to well, show something. I think they need money from investors to keep these games, af- keep this afloat. Yes. And to make these new games. That's why they need to... This is not... A, again, this is not a consumer video. This is, a, uh, this is an investor confidence pitch video. Hey, we have people in place, customer service. We have global retail partners. We have people working all over the world for some reason. I don't know what they're doing uh, in these parts of the world, but they're, they're setting up maybe uh, uh, distribution chains, you know, things like that. To, to give me confidence as an investor, here's my $5 million to make sure you can create these consoles and start up some of these games to get there. I think they're in trouble. This is not a scam. People trying to put words in our mouth. We say this game. We have never said this was a scam. No, I never but, said it was a but scam. But this is this is becoming a house of cards, though. It's a fucking mess. That's what it it's is. It's a precarious house of cards. That any one thing goes wrong, this is this is sunk. I think an investor or two pulled out earlier in the year, probably even before COVID, for whatever reason, they don't have the money. I think to get to market potentially, at least not with all these games. I think they're in trouble, and they need investors. That's my professional opinion. Well, I, that's one, that, and, and I, we've been on this for too long, but um, that would be my last thing, is that they keep trying to announce games and brand partners in this, that, and the next thing, and it's like, you need to get your system out. Focus on that. Sure. I mean, at this point, I feel like there's been 40 games promised. Yeah, we saw, there was, there was stuff on the Gamescom uh, trailer last year, there was like a cat fighting game or something that we haven't heard of since. There was games they showed that we have not heard or seen of since, since that. There's been many games. So we don't know where things are at or what's actually going to be out. Uh, in April, are, are, do you think it's going to come out in April? Are you still sure this is going to actually going to come out now? Or do you think they're in trouble a little more? I, I think Tommy will make sure something gets released in a box that he says can, he can call it an Intellivision Amico. Um, I, don't, I don't think April is when it's going to come out. And they say when they announce that they say that is their new target date. So I think even they realize like that the April is not going to, you know, is not for sure. If April, if it comes around to March and this is still not pushed back, um, or or announce that, 
I mean, the, the pre-order numbers are probably anemic. They are on the Fig site. They don't mention Fig at all. Uh, I don't know what they are in game. If GameStop is going to be around when this launches from GameStop, that's a whole conversation. I ask what happens to my pre-order pre-order money if GameStop goes under. Um, anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fifty fifty. No, I'll say no. I'll say under fifty fifty. This comes out in April. I'll say it's like thirty percent chance it comes out in April. I think I'll get pushed back. I think you'll wait five months. You'll see a little development in some of these games. And they're gonna push it back, especially if they don't get an investor. If they don't get an investor. They're they're in the exact same spot they are now. Sure. All right, uh, Ian, the virtual boy could now rent a car, 25 years old. I still don't know why. No one explained to me why you'd be 25 to rent a car in most most states, I believe. But that's basically, or run for Congress. I think it's just the artificial cutoff age for responsibility. For, for being a man or a woman yeah. growing up. So it came out August 16th. The only other thing 95. you've got to look forward to, virtual boy, is your bid for presidency at 35. Well, Senate at 30. Hmm? Senate's 30. Oh, okay. 25, 30, 35. I remember my civics lessons. Uh, so it was August 16th, 95, Ian. Uh, the Virtual Boy was uh, not arguably the biggest Nintendo failure of them all. Uh, at least in terms of prestige. Like the Wii U obviously was a failure, but it wasn't like a, a huge you know, black eye for Nintendo. This was a huge black eye for Nintendo. Yes, this, this, was, this was definitely a big failure. Um, and it's kind of a shame because the games that I've played on the Virtual Boy, a lot of them are actually fairly fun um, for what they are. It's just that the hardware was not something that should have ever gotten out of the, hey, we can do this phase. I don't know who thought that, you know, trying to say this is a portable system, uh, creating a system that you have to push your face into on a stand to look at... Um, to play a game for any length of time is just, it's a failure. That's neck problems, that's eye strain problems. Um, it it looks like something that was still in the prototype stages when they finally released it. Like, sure. they were like, okay, we've wasted too much money on this and we have to release something, so this is what we're releasing. Obviously, it was a brainchild of Gunpei Yokoi, of Yokoi Kids fame. <laughs> yes. um, and um, unfortunately, it was like the last thing he kind of worked on and it was a failure. Um, and he said, according to Wikipedia, what did he say? Uh, he saw this as a, he saw this as a unique technology that competitors would find difficult to emulate. Well, he's right there, uh, except for the um, what is it, the zone, <laughs> the, the Tiger LCD. Oh, zone. yeah, that, that's totally uh, different. That's just an LCD screen right in front of your eye. Uh, um, additionally, the resulting game console was intended to enhance Nintendo's reputation as an innovator and to encourage more creativity in games. Well, he was like, you know. 15 years ahead of time, like 3DS for like 3D, even though that didn't use 3D, you know, 3D a huge amount. He was ahead of his time, at least. Um, it was codenamed VR32. Geniuses are not foolproof. Oh no, you're, you're, you're have to, most of the time you fail. You're like, oh, you're a lunatic. Yeah, you might be before your time because obviously he has a, a track record of, of with R&D one of putting out great things. So, um, yeah, uh, let's see. I didn't know this. There was a driving demo. There was a tank uh, thing as well. Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, why was there like a driving game? That yeah, there's no racing game. That'd be the perfect 3D sort of thing to do. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, we're not going to mitigate it. First time I played a Virtual Boy, I'm going to forget this. I probably said this. Maybe, maybe, did, we, did, we, did we do a 20th anniversary in 2015? We might have. Um, my cousin got a console by accident. My cousin and the three boys um, were spoiled. They got every single video game thing they wanted. Every console that came out. I mean, like every console in the 90s they had. And they got a Virtual Boy, Ian, because... I believe they had ordered... What N64 game did they order uh, that they got instead? Um, they ordered... I believe they either ordered 
um, a controller and game or something, and then for some reason they, they ordered it probably online, or not online, not online, over the phone, and they sent it to my Virtual Boy instead. And they kept it. They kept the Virtual Boy because it was worth more than what they... Sure. It was like $200 when it came out, whatever it was. Um, so they kept it, and they, we played it for like 20 minutes, and it's like, yeah, I gotta stop playing. My head hurts now. Like, that's what happened. We try to play, uh, you know, play, 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 try to play tennis, and yeah, it's, it's cute to play, but it collects dust after that. Yeah, it's it's a novelty, and I honestly, I and I, I'm, I'm sort of in the minority here, or at least it's modern day virtual reality is less of a novelty. There are people who can spend tons of time in there. They play lots of games in virtual reality. Virtual reality is finally at that point where you know it, it's becoming a consumer tech that people are comfortable with. Um, but even for me, virtual reality is still kind of a novelty, and this is 100%. It was just novel to do so, but no one is going to want to dedicate so much time to playing. A game with this unit. Um, first time I ever played Virtual Boy, I think, was Red Alarm. I remember it was they had a demo unit at Sears, and I played it, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and I had played the tennis demo at one other point too. And like I said, I've, I've played some of the games through emulators and whatnot. The Virtual Boy library is incredibly tiny as it is. The games aren't bad. They're just they were put on a system that. Like I said, never really should have come out. 21 games came out in all territories. We did not get that, uh, was it v- Virtual Tetris? We did not get, um, we did not get, what's the other one we probably should have gotten? The Space Invaders one probably would have been fun. Yeah. Even it's red, at least it's like kind of 3D-ish background, I guess. Sure. I, I, I've never seen it. Um, so we got 14 here. We got bowling. We got Mario Clash. We got, people think, I guess, if, if, is there a crown jewel t- to this? Would it be Wario Land? People think Wario Land is... Mario Land's pretty decent. Mario but, Clash but is fun. So there's a fishing game you ever play virtual shit? Fishing? No, no, that would be fun. From packing video in Japan? There's so, a water world. Yes, that came out here. Not in Japan, thankfully. Um, and that was just, you're on your little wave runner. So th- all you need to know about this, how this only lasted, what, 10 months before they canceled it? Yeah, it didn't even last a full year. And it went from like 200 to like, uh, let's see, it was one... Let's see. Um, it was one. I almost mid- bought one when it was thirty nine ninety nine at oh, KB Toys. You should have because now for collectors it's gone up. So I, let's see. Let's see. By ninety six it was uh, one eighty, but Blockbuster was selling. Uh, no, oh excuse me, Blockbuster was selling them for fifty dollars a year in. So yeah. th- a year they crashed. They were. They, I remember. I, hear, I remember hearing stories about KB how they were like twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah, they were like forty bucks at KB, and the games were like ten bucks a piece, and they still weren't moving. I remember like, and I, I kind of wish I had gotten it then, although I probably would have sold it off. I remember going back a couple weeks in a row, and they still had those. Like they just could not move them. So at that point, obviously the store is losing money. They just want to recoup yes. some loss uh, there. Um, what this was so bad, Ian. I mean. We're talking less than a year. There was more games that were in development that didn't come out than games that were released. Yeah. When you look at the list of unreleased games, there's like 40 of them. There's the New Japan Pro Wrestling game that I was trying to get a hold of. Uh, at least a, a, a screenshot exists, so they made the game or something, a prototype. But there's there's a lot of stuff that they were working on. The Street Fighter. Which... There was a Worms one that says no actual development started due to the commercial and critical failure, but they were thinking about it. Virtual Boy Mario Kart, they were thinking of. Mario Land. Star Fox? All of those would have been Golden, a lot better to have ready at launch. GoldenEye, a single screenshot exists, no prototype of surface. So they were at least thinking about some of this stuff. Donkey Kong Country 2 on there? So, like, they are planning on this to be a thing. Yeah. Potentially. But it's tough. I mean, it's tough when, especially, like, you, you can't do multiplayer unless you have two units. 
So that's almost gone right there. Did you know anyone that did multiplayer? No, I don't. They didn't come out. They didn't come out the cable here, didn't they? No, it's just in Japan the cable for that for the multiplayer. So, um, just a bad idea all around uh, when it comes to the Virtual Boy. It's kitschy. Up until I want to say about five six years ago, you can get one for under a hundred dollars uh, easily. Even with the box, it wasn't that much money. But I think they've gone up a lot. They have the past few years. Three hundred and forty dollars for one uh, a, a solder fixed refurbished. Wow, you used to be able to get one loose for under a hundred dollars. Not so much anymore. In the box, though, you're going for several hundred. What? Here's one with the uh, rental case, like I have. It's three fifty with five days left, with a lot of extra goodies. I think a lot of it maybe is, uh, I hear there's like solder jobs you can send them in in order to fix the, the ribbon that goes on yeah. it, and that's part of it because obviously they go over time. I I had my mine I think was okay when I asked pl- whenever I last played it, uh, but who knows? Oh, people are, are selling heavy duty replacement Virtual Boy stands. So I guess a little cottage industry has popped up. I was not aware of. Yeah, it has its, it has its fan base. Is that because it's just so kitschy and weird? I guess versus the actual games, it's neat. It's unique. It's just it was never going to succeed on a, a on the consumer market. Virtual Boy replacement stand medallions. Wow. Okay. I guess three D printed. You get a red or black one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Here's a lot. A Virtual Boy lot. Uh, seven bids. Three days left. Ian. It's the it's the rental case, which is how I got it. Rental case, and then you get Nintendo Power magazine that features on the cover. That was a mistake, and you get how many games with it? You get oh, you get like wow, you get like ten games in the box. That's like six hundred ten dollars. Oh, oh, is that because the Jack Brothers is included? I think Jack Brothers is included. And that's the, like the hardest to find game. So that's going to go well over a grand. That lot, maybe fifteen hundred. Who knows uh, for that? Um, I I I've played the Virtual Boy once. I got it. Ian, I found it the first time I visited San Diego. I told you I found it at the Swap Me. I turned it on maybe five six times my entire life to test games out and to play it. I'm, I'm not that into it. Yeah. You looking up something? Jack Brothers. Jack Brothers. Do, 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 you, do you ever get units in the, into the store and sell them or not really? Yeah, we just sold one recently. What'd it go for? Um, I don't know. It's, I honestly don't remember. I think two, 250 It sold, it sold, sold pretty quickly though? Yeah, it did. So it's, it's a collector's piece. It's like the Vectrex. How the Vectrex used to be cheap and it went up in value a, a ton as a standalone unit, but how many people are actually sitting down and playing it that much? Right. The Vectrex used to be so cheap. Like under $100 for a working unit? Yeah, Vectrex shipping. used to be very cheap, too. And now it's probably hundreds and hundreds. So, All right, so happy birthday, Virtual Boy. Um, sorry, Gunpei Yokoi. I'm sorry you're, you know, it didn't do as well as, as we hoped, but, you know, it is what it is. Ian, we were at the Uplink. We were. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, and we discussed an interesting piece of hardware, the Chippo 64 uh, in big air quotes handheld Nintendo 64 mod that's on eBay for sale for $900 and here here's us talking about it um, we, we have a, one topic main topic du jour here and it's something that I didn't know existed until one, one of the faithful uh, patrons uh, Ty purchased one and we, I did my monthly Google Hangout and saw it it's the Chippo 64 device. So, Ian, the Chippo 64 is from Embedded Circus Technology. and what Circus? I love an Embedded Circus. Circus. Embedded Circuits Technology. Is that what I said? Uh, So, what it is, it's a handheld, in quotes, big air quotes, Nintendo 64 system that is large. Those quotations are doing a lot of lifting. (laughs) it's, uh, It's about five pounds. 
It comes in multiple colors. You can buy them on eBay. Only orange, red, and purple are in stock. The blue, pink, and white, and black are out of stock. So what it is, is it has a built-in LCD screen. Um, It has the original N64 hardware in there, connected to its own acrylic case with buttons on the outside to play it like, I guess, a handheld. It also comes with its own stand there. And it has um, four controller ports in the bottom. It has the controller pack, uh, a slot in the back. It has the expansion uh, pack for the video on the back. It includes the, the, the four meg red one that came with, you know, Donkey Kong 64 on the back there. And it has even a space from a controller pack in order to put in a rumble pack or, and or memory card because most games need, you know, the, the memory storage there. Um, it's an interesting piece of hardware because yes. it's it's... Like they even they they have on the, the eBay listing, they do not trim down the motherboard at all. It's the 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 guts from an N sixty four into this quote unquote portable N sixty four. We should have pulled an N sixty four up for size comparison because it's not that far off from like literally lifting an N sixty four. No, I mean if they hit trimming the board down, you're lifting an N sixty four with the additional beef of the beef, the, the additional beef <laughs> of a screen and a controller. Uh, attached I'm going to it. put the, in the link in the chat right now for the Long Island Retro people so they can take a look right there. This is like three and a half history books in in in, in height, I think. Three NES guidebooks? It, yeah, I was going to say, take an NES guidebook <laughs> and duct tape it to the top of an M64, <laughs> and I think oh, you kind of have what we're, we're working well, with here. Well, it's interesting because I talked to Ty who had, had his, this has three 3500 uh, what is it, MAH, is that milliamps? Uh, Rechargeable batteries. So the three like big bricks you buy to recharge yourself on, like you get like six charges out of three of those inside of there to power this. And three mah, three miles, three miles, and and it, it lasts up to three three hours, uh, depending upon the monitor settings and game cartridges. Well, three it, hours is all you need for the N sixty four, anyways. There's nothing to play on it for much longer <laughs> than that. Uh, well, there's, most of the games, there's only three RPGs that you can play for three hours, and you have the Zelda games would last three hours. Sure. Um, I can play Pokemon Snap for three hours. Oh, okay. Um, it has two built-in speakers that I was told are pretty good quality, but you don't want to do them super loud. You know, obviously, they'll be, get garbled. And it's an eight-inch monitor at the proper ratio of three, of four, three, at 640 times 480. So Thank goodness. They, they crop them off. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, so it's 12-inch by six and a half times four-inch. And this says four pounds. I was told about five. Maybe with the stand, it's five. five. So what's interesting is that this cost $900. Jesus H. Before, before taxes... Because everything is taxed on eBay now, nationwide, and shipping. So this will cost you a good, a good, a good one k for this, a good grand for this. Um, the one thing I'm going to say is that I would be interested in this potentially if it had the original buttons on the front. Obviously, you can plug in your own controllers in the back because it has four controller ports. Because again, this is an N64 basically, bo- you know, board. Yeah, you um, you can hook. A, I mean, one of the things that advertises is you can hook it up as just a normal yeah system and, and do AV out. Because it has the the multi-out in the back. Um, It uses different thumbsticks. There's no D-pad. There's a circular, mushy-looking D-pad, unfortunately. There's yellowish-looking C buttons, and it has the B and A's that are not the same there. And I asked someone to know about why do you think they didn't use the original buttons, and they said, well, it's a lot harder to hack the N64 buttons to use it versus just doing, I guess, generic buttons uh, that way. And, And plus, it might have something to do with the acrylic board and how those could be flat buttons versus uh, the curvature of the N64 buttons. Okay, so it was a little complicated to do that. That's fine, but this costs $900. For $900, I'd want the authentic 
Give me a real D pad for God's sake. Yeah, at least give me a real D pad on there. And the real thumb thumb pad. The real the real joystick. They call it control stick. That's a problem. I don't want the actual control stick. The thing is dog shit. No, it is. It's 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 garbage. It's, I mean, the 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 N sixty four joystick. I mean, you can love the sixty four. That's fine. I I I I rip on it, and it's it's all in good fun. People who like the system like the system. But that joystick sucks. It gets okay. super loose and garbage. So maybe this is a more reliable function. Yes. However, I don't want to play games with a quarter. Uh, that, that, that's the, yeah. The D pad is no good. This has two. This has two. Uh, it has well, it has two triggers for L and R, and then the Z buttons, an extra trigger on the left side, I believe. They are mushy looking trigger buttons, unfortunately, on the back. I mean, like porridgey mushy looking. Oh buttons. no! Just like the D pad, like you, you don't want your your trigger buttons to be mushy. You want to be snappy. I love when I push a button. Button, and the first thing I think is porridgey. <laughs> it's like it doesn't like the spring back. It's like tapping a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> it's all sticky. Uh, so, Ugh. so I don't. I'm not trying to bash something like this because obviously these people have you know they printed out their own acrylic case for this you know it, it's this isn't like this is this isn't like just like a this is one step up from a home mod i say because they this company makes their own little board so like there's a little battery meter on the front they make that own battery meter to put it in to, to see the chart to see the charge it's a very fancy battery meter so this is this is one, this is one step above a home person doing it um these remind me a lot of uh i think it was Actually, it was. It was Ben Heck. When Ben Heck was doing, um, in the early 2000s, was doing, like, some of the first um, uh, video game case mods. Uh, you know, taking an Atari 2600 and uh, putting it into a portable form. A sure. Dreamcast into a portable form. I think I think he even did, or, or someone who was doing something similar to him, has done N64 stuff similar to this. Um, a little more portable than this, though, probably? Uh, maybe. I think they probably trimmed boards down and things. But a lot of times it wasn't about necessarily getting it to a, uh, you know, to be truly portable. It was kind of a, a hey I did this sort of thing sure um, and those were never really mass produced so this just kind of looks like like you said one of those home mods but you know it's a step produced. above yeah it's because it says it has a custom made motherboard they make their own motherboards for this to interconnect with the original N64 hardware to maximize reliability no modifications have been done to the original hardware no emulation no board trimming we are, we are against trimming and damaging original hardware well you've already oh, natural. you've already modified and destroyed an N64 yeah. you might <laughs> <Right>. as well <laughs> I'm not telling you how to do your business. You've, you've sold some of these, so what do I know? But like, it's a funny place to cut the line or draw the line. If, if you can trim it, trim it. I mean, we're not, you know, it's done. The is this where we jump into an ad for Manscaped? No, this is where we <laughs> jump into an ad for Manscaped. But I mean, uh, yeah, you use, you use the, the lawnmower 3.0 to trim your board. Yeah. Um, but if you're going this far, you've already cannibalized an N64. I don't think there's be purists that say, "Oh my God, don't cut right. uh, one, one inch here or there." <laughs> you I can't have less than sixty-four, but please don't make this more comfortable for my. Yeah, hands. you can't remake this into a sixty-four easily. I think you know the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak. On this. Sure. So I don't know. I I mean, Ty got one. He's happy with it. This might be something fun to bring to a convention. You know, because but it, but it's not that much less of a hassle versus bringing in sixty-four. But you have your own built-in screen. A uh, so. friend of the show, Ty, uh, he buys some interesting things. Uh, he once, uh, in a chat, um, showed me that this is a thing that they make. It's a TV tuner okay. for the Game Boy Advance, but it's a stand. Like, yeah, with speakers on it. 
So it's like a it's like a big stand, and you put the Game Boy Advance in it, and it's a TV tuner, and then it broadcasts the sound out of the base of it. It's like eighty dollars or something like that. And I think so you can pick signals out of the air still. So yeah, but you can also you can use, use the as a speakers. TV. You can run audio. You can run oh. like AV into it and then display it on the game. You want a little two and a half inch, screen. little three inch TV? Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I want to like see what a three sixty because three sixty you could still use AV and PS three you could still use AV. I want to see what that looks like. You know, trying to be forced through. But, a, but it had a little a middle antenna yeah. on the side because yeah. you can because when I when I tried my turbo tuner t- tuner like turbo six, tuna. Turbo Tuner. It's my favorite stuff. Seven years ago. You can criticize everything I, I, I miss saying. Sorry, right. I'm going to stumble over what? everything, too. Um, when I tried it, I picked up some creepy things out of the air. There was, like, some weird uh, orchestra going on yeah. at the time. So there's stuff that's still in the air. You can get an HD antenna. Like, there's stuff that you can get analog. You ever read about on. numbers stations? No. Never read about numbers stations? No. I, I I liked so so maybe in my life in my life in my world it's my in life. my mind. <laughs> never, never. I had some caffeine this morning, folks. Uh, I'm gonna live forever. Sorry, New Jersey, Bon Jovi, almost Long Island. Go on. <laughs> I'm so sour over your singing. Um, number stations, Patrick. I think uh, like disembodied like radio broadcasts are kind of the creepiest thing in the world. I'm I'm afraid of big frogs. Okay. I don't like big frogs. And uh, if I were to turn on a radio and hear something spooky on a radio, that would scare me. Well, spooky? N- spooky. Number stations are stations that just broadcast numbers. People or children's voices just in a monotone way going one, seven. Wh- why? Fourteen. They think it's because they're transmitting codes to spies out in the field. Like it's the Cold War, 1958? Yeah, they're still doing it because even today, there's no more reliable way. There's no way anyone can crack that code unless they've got the, the cryptogram in their hand, whatever it's called. The code breaker. Let's just call it the code breaker. Okay. Anyways, I was just thinking about picking up scary things out of the air. You're scaring me right now out of the yeah, air. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, back to the Chip 064. Oh, so, right. So... This could be something interesting to me if this was, I would say, obviously, you know, they're manufacturing their own boards for this. You know, they have their own battery indicator they've made that. I get it. This company is doing other things. Um, but 950 to $1,000 with, with tax on this, that's a, that's a special type of, a type of like person that's into this stuff that would, would get this. This, yes. isn't, this is not a mass, obviously a mass appeal item. No, no, I don't. I honestly don't know who it's really appealing to, other than people who just think they like it's, mod stuff. It's yeah, it's a, it's a novelty. That is specifically what they're into. And uh, you mentioned that there were a couple of colors out there that were sold out. I wonder if by sold out it meant they made one and someone bought that color. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, how many do you think they would make for an experiment for this? They have to manufacture that board. I don't think unless it's a three D printed board. But I think they. Um, for I mean, for the case, obviously the board you can't three D print the you know. The, the, the actual board to connect everything. I don't know. Uh, Orange said they sold five. Red, they sold five. Um, so I think they did like six each. It says last one. So they did one, two, three, four, five, six. They made like 50 of these, I think. Jeez, in different Louise. colors. So they, you know, they made their money. So screw Pat. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's charge a thousand bucks for the Chippo 64. What the hell do I know? People have been buying some crazy things with the stimulus payments and the stimulus checks. Here's what it is. Uh, we, Some of this? I, I, it's never been easier for us to sell $300 RPGs at the store. I think that's going to get very difficult. For what, for Saturn? No, for PlayStation. Like, everything $300 is, now a lot of Everything them? is just stupid priced. Yeah. 
Persona 2, uh, Valkyrie Profile, uh, Sleek It In 2. Lunar 2? No, probably not Lunar 2. Okay. Um, yeah, man. They're all crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, Ty suggested, re- re- you know, talk to them about getting a review unit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable getting a $1,000 review unit from, to, to talk about it. Like, that's fine. I don't need it. We're reviewing it now, kind of. Kind of, sort of. The one weird thing he did say was maybe it's just his unit. I don't want Shippo people to get mad at me. Is that... It's really weird if you want to play it plugged in. He says the buttons get weird sometimes, so it's not, unfortunately, not really designed to play it while it's plugged in, while it's charging. So that's kind of a, a strike against it. Well, especially when it's only got a three-hour battery life. Yeah, that's kind of a shame. Three, he- I'm thinking, pick, I'm picturing the three heavy bricks that are in there. The three heavy, you know, the ones I've, seen, the one I bring the conventions. Yeah, no, I, I feel like five pounds is an, uh, that that's lighter than I would have expected. I would have expected it. Yeah, to because weigh the like, three bricks probably play like uh, weigh like a, a pound and a half. Just those three. Those are not light. Those things. I was guessing maybe like your average toddler. Your average toddler. Your average toddler well, and weight. The, the NES guidebook still still weighs more than this thing. So that's <laughs> yeah. See, I find that hard to believe. So all right, all right. Shippo sixty four. Good for you. You've sold like the majority of these units. You know, we're talking about you there. So there you go. We just missed it. This this is something that is in our kind of our bread and butter wheelhouse on this on the CU podcast. There, we like to talk about strange hardware. And we're back. We spoke about the Chippo 64. What a time we had. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I threw a left jab at Ian in the middle of it. Um, you know, he said something that vicious. I, I thought it was vicious. He still recovered from it. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, Ian. Yeah. Every once in a while, something happens at the game store that you talk about. It does. And this was a story involving a, another a species. Yeah. A bird of prey. Um, so I wanted to bring everyone a gift today for my birthday. A live gift? We did it last year. We did it. And as time goes on, this is like kind of where I'm saving most of these. Um, but I have a Tales from the Game Store. I do. Uh, Tales from the Game Store Origin. Perhaps the first Tales from the Game Store. Like Wolverine Origins? Yes. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Perhaps perhaps the first ever <laughs> Tales from the Game Store. So your podcast Origins. So I have a cork board in our bedroom, and on the cork board I have a few things of uh, importance to me. I have a picture of myself with uh, Johnson Cat. Uh, my two cats back in Buffalo were Johnny and Grandma. Okay. Johnny was a big fat baby, and I loved her. Uh, so I have a picture of myself with Johnson. I have a picture of uh, Grandma, the cat, uh, sleeping on my Apple IIe. Who's Grandma the cat? Grandma, the cat. Okay. I had a cat named Grandma. Okay. She sounded like a robot. <laughs> meow. Yeah. Oh, she had a very <laughs> robotic meow. Meow. <laughs> um, she was wonderful, though. Uh, I have the receipt for my uh, first ever legal purchase of marijuana. Uh, that was uh, May 4th, uh, 2009. Okay. But uh, before that might be honestly that might be the almost the exact day I got my LASIK done on my eyes. I, I was like right before my birthday. We were both seeing clearly. Um I have uh the movie ticket uh from when Vonnie and I went to go see Zombieland, which we kind of consider our first date even though we were seeing each other a little bit before that. Well, that was 11 years ago. Holy crap. And I have this card here. I have this card. You'll get you'll get your chance. Show and tell tales from the game store. I have a card. I was working. 
I don't think I'd been working at Luna very long. This was probably within my first year of working at Luna. Uh, so we were still at the store on Voltaire Street. Oh, my favorite. I loved that place. It was like a little house. It had like a living room area, a little hallway. When I first hit on Ian to be my friend. Yeah. In 2008. Yep. Um, and uh, I had already had a strange experience there. Uh, I don't think I've ever really told this story. Oh, but maybe this is kind of a twofer. Uh, so one day I was sitting at Luna. And uh, I hear all this banging in the back room. Boof. 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 I don't know what the fuck it is. Someone next door had been moving out. I thought maybe they were still putting together furniture or someone was moving in or something like that. But I keep hearing it. So I open the door to the back room and I look. Now, the back room at Luna was basically, let's say I'm sitting here. This is where the counter is. Mm -hmm. Behind me, there's a door. You open it and there's a long back room. And then there's two French doors that open onto a back porch. That's kind of like one of those enclosed back porches. Okay. Like, a, like a, the one with like the screen, screen do- windows all around it. And I look, and I see large wings flying around in a circle. And every once in a while, it slams into the door. This is a large bird of prey with probably a wingspan of at least four and a half feet. This big. Okay. I have no idea what to do. There is an eagle. As far as I'm concerned, there's an eagle trapped in the back room at Luna Video Games. You think it was an eagle? Or a falcon? You know, over time, people have been like, it's unlikely it was an eagle. It was probably a falcon. I'm like, oh, good. But I'll even better. Eagles about a falcon. Yes. Either way, it's dangerous and it has big claws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so I call up Trey. <laughs> I'm like, Trey, I don't know what to do. There is a large bird of prey in the back room. Are you describing it as a bird of prey? I'm describing it as a bird of Being prey because I don't, I don't know what else to it say. It eats yeah. live things. Yeah, it, 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 wants to, it wants meat. It requires meat. <laughs> it requires meat. It requires blood. And uh, he's like, whoa, um, well, number one, those can kill you. And I'm like, yes, thank yes. you. Yes, yes, thank you, Trey. I'm aware of that. Yes, potentially. He's like, uh, do you want me to come down? He's like, maybe, maybe, like, can you open a door and shoo it out? I'm like, I don't think you understand the largesse I am, like, describing here. Like, this is... Was it brown? Black? It, I, it, was, it was brown. Okay. It was brown. Um, I mean, it looked like it could fuck up a kid. Um, carry a toddler yeah, off. Like just, once just again, carry- toddlers. It, it could carry one of those Chippo 64s. <laughs> okay. It could carry two of them, one in each claw. So anyways, I don't know what to do. I uh, So I go in the back room, and I proceed to fashion myself a suit of cardboard armor. <laughs> Walk me through this process, Ian. I took, was it like console boxes laying around? Like the N64 box was like around your torso? It was shipping boxes. Shipping boxes. Okay. I took a shipping box. It'd be a lot funnier if it was console boxes. I took okay. a big shipping box, right? <laughs> and I like... Iron Ian. I tried it on over like my back, like a turtle shell. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I took scissors and I punched two holes in the side and I put my arms through and I had a shipping box on my back like a turtle shell. And then I took a very tiny, like, controller box, probably about this big, and I put it over my head. It's Iron Ian. I opened the back door, and I got down on my hands and knees. Yes, I did. And I crawled back to the... So I opened the French doors, and I crawl, shuffle along to the the actual back door, where I'm going to jump up. This is my plan. You know what? Your plan is to crawl along with... I do. Cardboard armor. It's not planned. This is what I did. <laughs> I crawled along like a turtle, covered in cardboard, to the back door. I jump up. I get the key in. I open the door. I swing it open, and I turn around. I'm like, all right, 
Out. The Falcon Eagle. Now I'm looking the toward. Eagle. Now I'm looking back towards through the French back like through the French doors. Mm-hmm. There's an overhang, so it's like French doors, but there's like a ledge. The Eagle Falcon is standing on the ledge. The ledge near the near the door. Standing on it, and it's staring at me, and I'm staring at it. And I'm like, what? What are we? What are we? Like what are we doing? Like five feet apart. Uh, we're probably ten feet apart. Like, like from here to your wall. Okay. I'm like, what's up? I got this door open for you. I have. What do you want to do, huh? What do you want to do? I have no idea how it got into the back room. No idea. I saw no windows open. Nothing. So I'm standing there, and in the wall, there is a large hole where breeze comes in because it's a back porch. It's not entirely enclosed. There is a triangle. That, like, lets Aaron... That's worked out anything? It did, because the Falcon fucking looked at me after flying into the windows <laughs> for half an hour and me suiting, suiting up in fucking cardboard, looks at me and hops out the fucking triangle and flies away. <laughs> Looking at you, well, well, you're both dumb because, like, you didn't realize it came in, but the eagle, uh, the Feagle is dumb for not realizing, hey, I can get out here. He tried to, like, n- knock his head through the door. Yes. To get it. So that was the day I was almost kidnapped or killed by a Falcon. Do you, Anyways. Do, do, you, do, you think, do you think the Feagle was interested in a game console first has changed his mind? It's like, yeah, oh, I want to see if you have, like, an Odyssey 2 game stock yes it was out with the little claws little handle and honestly two games it had money burning a hole in its pocket i guess and uh it but it got there and it it second guessed you think think would have traded in some rats or some fish that that he captured for trading value (laughs) yeah what can i get for this can i get it can i get an nes game for this i get a ducktales in the box so anyways it was shortly after that (laughs) shortly after iron ian that i'm sitting there did you have any? Did you have any repulsor ray technology like like a silly string to fire at just in case? No, I didn't. I, I was. I I, I oh, knew. God. I knew if I swung on that bastard, it would come. For it me, was yeah. going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I took a swing, <laughs> it, it was it was would all it, over. Would it carried you to. I would. Nest. I would have had to have killed it with oh, the first no, swing, no, no, and I was not it. going to kill you it. Not have I did it. not want to kill the bird. A for the head. Yeah. Don't miss. I was going to get one exactly one shot at that. And that was a Tales from the Game Store. It was. But, but we've I, got one more for you. But we, 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 at Uplink, Ian had a bonus. A bonus? A bonus Tales from the Game Store about a man wearing waders. <laughs> Alright, so, anyways. Shortly thereafter, I'm sitting... Maybe a couple of weeks. And a very tall man in waders. Waders being like uh, those like... Suspender things going to water. The big water... Yeah, the big yeah. water boots. Tall tall drink of water. Very slim. Comes in. He's covered in sand. And he has multiple trash bags with him. He drops one of them at the front of the, sto- the store. And walks back to me. And he's looking around. And I go, how can I help you? And he's looking around, and the guy looks seedy. He just looks seedy. He looks seedy. He looks real seedy. He confirms this, but the first thing he asks me, he points to the back room door and goes, You film porn back <clears throat> you film porn back there? That was the first thing he First said. thing. First thing out of his mouth. And I'm like, What? Excuse me? And he goes, And there's a lot of people who film porn in this area. You guys film porn back there? And I was like, no, 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 we don't. Was he asking because he wanted to look or wanted to rent? I don't know. I'm like, we don't film anything back there. <laughs> so he pulls out of this one bag 
a pile of PS2 games. They're wet. They're wet. Like they're just they're they're moist. They're damp. The, just the discs. Yeah, the, the discs. Disc only. No, 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 no. The cases. Okay. So I'm like, he wants to trade in. I've just started there. I'm not in like the habit of telling people no and, and fuck off yet. It's like 2007-ish? Yeah. Six-ish? So I actually start rooting through these discs. I'm like, well, this one's too damp to take in, but you know, okay, this one's this one's fine. This one's this dry one's enough. moist? Yeah, this one's, <laughs> this one's just slightly <laughs> moist. I can, I, can, I can fucking towel this, this off. This so calm is just a little moist. <laughs> I'll, I'll towel this one off and, and get it out there. Gotta make money for the boss, man. Um, so I'm going through, and then I start checking the discs. <clears throat> Okay, this one's too scratched. This one's fine. This one's fine. <clears throat> this is pornography. <laughs> just a, right, um, a VCD? <laughs> no, just just a DVD inside of a PS2 case. Oh, okay. And I hand it back to him and I go, uh, this isn't a game. And I put it on the counter and he slides it back towards me. He goes, you don't look like a fairy. Wow. And I'm like, oh, okay. This, this one's for you, sir. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. And he reaches in to his bag, pulls out another wet porn DVD, puts it on the counter. Not the trade. He made just a bar- hey, bargaining shift. This is a freebie. I don't me. know if he's trying to get in my good graces or what. Or start his own uh, little session. (laughs) Hey, that's how some of those movies start. By by weird, moist trade-ins. And he... I tell him I can't take any of this. At this point, I'm just weirded out. I'm like, I don't don't want any of these trade-ins. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I can't do anything for you. And he goes, I'm sorry if I weirded you out. I was just trying to, just trying to have fun. And I'm like, it's, uh, it's fine. He's like, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I take my metal detector down to the beach, and that's that's what I've been doing all day. And I'm like, okay, well, at least now I kind of understand. I was going to say, did he dredge these from the from the ocean? <laughs> I don't know where they came from. Um, Someone buried their PS1 games? I think I think what happened was he was planning on making a trade at the shop, but decided to have a quick fucking metal detecting sesh before he came up. Because I think that was the bag he had dropped, like, at, at the front. There was, like, cans and shit in it. So I don't know if it was just, like... All this little but how did the games get wet if you didn't find them at the beach? I don't, I don't know. What I'm getting at is I think he was carrying them around. The whole time. The whole time. Not in his car. He brought them to the ocean. I think he found them on the beach. He might have found Why, them on the beach. Were they, were they salt water moist? Did you check? They were sandy. Did you give him a little lick? No. I, no, I'm not licking anything that came from this guy. <laughs> I think he found these at the beach. It's possible. They were very sandy, though. There was a lot of sand. Either that or he just wasn't good at keeping his shit separate. So maybe, like, he went to put, you know... Something away. I, I, I think don't know. he was. I think my my theory about this this weird guy is that he was metal detecting by the beach, and he found these under the pier, like a like just someone left them there. Yeah, and he just put them in his 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 bag. That's possible. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, he apologizes. And he goes, "I'm a good person to know." Slides me this business card. I'm going to read this business card to everyone first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no doxing. No doxing. No last names or phone numbers. Mark. In big letters here. Inventor of 3D camera. <laughs> the inventor. Okay. Inventor of 3D camera. Archaeologist. Architect. Writer. Poet. 
armed guard, photographer, what? trumpet player, artist, jewelry, and Holy lapidary. Shit. I will find lost jewelry, keys, pipes with my metal detector. This is a goddamn renaissance, man, Ian. Yep. This guy's into everything. Yeah. What's a, lapid- a lapidarist? It's, uh, I believe it's gem cutting or stone cutting. So he's a, he, he could protect you, make you jewelry. He could, uh, he could unearth o- old things from civilizations or PS1 games. This guy could do everything. I could, plays I, a trumpet. I could basically hire him as a anything. bard. He could, be a, he could be a guard and he could play his trumpet while we guard walk around. Guard and bard. Yes. <laughs> he could do both. He's, he'd be a bard. Bar, guard. So I have this card and I've never let this card go. I have I'm kept, afraid to touch it. I've, it my antibacterial. <laughs> it's as dirty as it was the day he gave it to me. By the way, it came to me with the tape on the corner. So I don't know if he had like one business card that, this he, is was the just, last batch. that he was just waiting to give to the right person. But uh, Well, it's a fancy font. It is. And if you look at it kind of in the light, the ink is almost like sparkly. It's like, it's 3D. Like run, your, run, run, run a nail over it. No, I'm, I don't want to, Ian, but I guess I'll use my pinky. Oh, okay. It's, it's raised. A, he it's, went somewhere to get these made. This isn't like a Vistaprint sort of deal. No, it's not a shitty business card. Uh, he really wanted people to know that he was the inventor of the 3D camera. Okay. There's a space in between the 3 and the D, but okay. Yeah. I'm going to look up his name to see if he is the... Is it a K or a C on the mark? C. Yeah. Give it a look. I'm going to look him up If right that now. is your real name, Mark blank blank. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was, I think, probably the first very... And this was within a week of the Fiegel. This was in a couple weeks. This is when I realized that this job was not going to be normal and everything was going to be strange forever and ever from this day forward. And yet, you're still there like 14 years later. Still there 14 years later. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, that really set the tone for uh, the rest of um, my life. So, was he disappointed when you said, I can't trade any of this and I will not take your porno, sir? He, uh, he, he left. He left the porno there. Um, you still have those? No, uh, they were thrown under the counter and they stayed there until we moved and we threw them away. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen his preferences. <laughs> Unless he just found them there under, under the pier. Maybe well. he found the porn under there, the there pier as well. There was Sandy as well? Yeah. Everything was Sandy. But yeah, he, uh, you know, he thought I looked like a, uh, uh, you know, a straight... And uh, gave me porn. He was he was thoughtful at least. He was a weirdo. He was a weirdo and a homophobe. Well, how how old was he? Uh, forty ish, forty five, forty five, and he accomplished all that, all of that. Yes, jewel cutting, <laughs> I mean, archaeologist. I don't invented know. a three D camera. I don't know that I believe everything on here. But I yeah. will not be able to get that much done in the next five years of my life. But yeah, I can the guarantee ink you that. Sparkles. It sparkles in the light. That that must come from being that that must be from um, the jewelry and lapidary. He did not. According to Wikipedia, he did not invent the 3D camera. <laughs> <laughs> Who did invent the 3D uh, camera? According to this, the inventor was a cinematographer named Chris Condon. Yep, no, this isn't him. Who, who founded StereoVision and invented several 3D camera lenses. Yeah. I would think that if he was the inventor of the 3D camera, he would not have to uh, look for sandy jewelry and coins on the beach. Well, that was my thinking. That was kind of my thinking. Like, looking at all these things that this Uh, gentleman has accomplished, why is he he, he out searching for... Why is he hawking sandy PS1 games and and porn? (laughs) PS2, yeah. uh, PS2 games. He should be well off by now. Anyway, yeah, that was great. Is that the last time you saw Mark? No, uh, oh, oh. he actually stopped. Oh. I saw him one other time where he came in, also wearing waders still. 
Okay. Did he and, have his metal detector with him? Uh, he did, and he bought uh, a couple random PS2 games and left. Uh, there was no conversation, uh, no uh, no uh, exchanging of porn, um, and no cards. I found someone on LinkedIn with his last name, but I don't think this is the person. This person is into Java and Linux and, and, and things like that, so I don't think this is a, Unless he does that as well. This, I, I mean, I have a feeling if he did, he would have put it on his car. But this person is clean shaven with a nice suit. And I don't think that person was clean shaven and probably does not own a nice suit. No, no, they, they weren't. They, they, they kind of looked like a dirty armpit. They looked like a dirty armpit. Yeah. Okay. And that was the last you saw them. Yeah, I saw them one other time, and then I don't know. Their, the second their life they, and their adventure took them somewhere they, else. The second time, did they, what did they trade in? They didn't trade anything. They, just, came they, they just bought a PS2 game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a. Uh... So that was a twofer. So 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 have a, a metal detector will travel. I don't know where life has taken this individual. Um, I mean, I'm not going to show. Uh, hey. it. it literally has his address on here and his personal oh, phone you number. You don't want to do an address on a business card for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I've warned other people we know about putting even your personal number on business cards. Uh, is there an email address? There's two phone numbers and an address. There's no email address. Oh, I would email this person. If, if there, there was, was an email address. address, yes, I would have looked into it a bit deeper. Oh, yes. This seems like a person who's probably shunned the internet. Well, they can track you. They probably don't have a, they don't have a cell phone. You know, one of those things. Yeah, that's how they track you. You know, when you're, you know nowadays you wouldn't want to wear a mask. Probably. Yeah. No. It's my freedom. My right. Look what Pro- I've done. Probably not. And we're back. We're back. And be happy with that. You got two two one podcasts. You may not get them again until two thousand twenty one. We'll see. We'll see. They're like Pat the NES punk videos. You get a couple a year, two or three a year. All right, Ian, we have a Patreon poll topic here. This will be our last of the day. We'll skip the scumbag so we're going long. Here. Yes. Um, what? Uh, how do you access the Patreon? You go to patreon.com slash podcast. You pay a little bit of money. And in return, writing. I do. I owe, I owe you a writing. Yeah. In return, you also get uh, 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 writings. Uh, you get a hangout, uh, which I think I'll be doing this week. Got to double check my schedule. Uh, you get the full video podcast, uh, and you get this uh, poll topic. So in third place, what video game should be turned to a Broadway, Broadway musical? On the uptick, 22%. It's surviving. In, in second place, PC games that deserve a reboot slash remake, 31%. And in first place, 47%. Ian, what do you want to happen to your collection if slash when you die? Um, I mean, I've thought about this, and I've also thought about it in terms of like my record collection as well. Um, I would honestly... I immediately want Vani to keep any of the ones that she wanted. Um, and if I left behind, you know, uh, a large amount of bills or something, sell them off. Just turn it into money. Get them into someone else's hands who would prefer to have them. If I'm dead, there's no reason for those to necessarily stick around. And I wouldn't want to, like I said, burden Vani with the uh, with, with caretaking a, a large collection. So if there was anything that she wanted in there, um, I would tell her to, you know, keep it and then get rid of it. If money wasn't like a particularly pressing issue, I would want people who knew me, who were my friends, who had interest in that stuff, to be able to come over and grab a couple things if they wanted to. Uh, mementos or something like that um can i have your macho man statue you could uh no no Fuck. i don't think you can have my macho man statue that's gonna the be one bar- thing i want that's gonna be buried with me god damn it um, <laughs> um i don't think vani would give you the macho man statue i think she would keep that for herself um 
But um, it is something that I do think about. It's not meant to sound like overly negative, but we are living in weird times. There is a public health crisis going on. No one is invincible. And, uh, you know, more to the point, like I said with my records, I've been doing my... Uh, I've been doing inventory on my records lately and I've barely made a dent and I've already realized that holy shit, I have a lot of things the value. up there that are worth money. I'm finding records that are worth a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, fifty bucks, um, you know, seven Sell I need the money. No, I, I mean, I don't. I just, yeah. I, I mean, I... And you I, bought those for cheap, a lot cheaper. Well, a lot of these records that I bought, yes, I bought them for what they were when they came out, and they've just appreciated. Um, and vinyl's clearly still in the ups, up t- ups, uptick. Yeah, ups, it, yeah, people are still buying records like crazy. Um, so, you know, it's... I, I guess what I would say to, to people listening is, um, you know, if you have a collection, you know, Vani is, is good at knowing what video game stuff I have that might be money. worth something sure. because she's very into video games. Vani likes a lot of music. She likes a lot of the music that I listen to. She likes a lot of her own music, but she doesn't really pay attention to the records. She has a small, you know, collection of her own, you know, some Sonic the Hedgehog soundtracks, some Resident Evil stuff, but I don't think she would know a lot of the inherent value uh, that some of these have. So if you've got a collection, like I, I've been telling Vani, and I like said it's, again, not sound depressing, but I'm like, hey, it turns out that I have... A fairly decent amount of money sitting up here. Like, if sure. something happens to me, find someone that you trust. I said, one, I'm doing this inventory and, in, you know, through Discogs. Um, you know, I would give her my login, you know, through Discogs. You can go in there and see what the, they give you, like the cheapest it was recently sold for, the median, and then the most expensive. Sure. So, you know, you can go in there and kind of get an idea of it. But make sure that the, the that your loved ones, that the people in your family, um, know that you have something that's worth something let them have access to yes. the the database that gives them that google like, drive is your friend yeah like i said and i i, I keep meaning to but i haven't like I'm not expecting to go anywhere, but I'm going to give Vani my login for Discogs so that if anything ever happens to me, she can go through and see what these records should be roughly worth. Do you, do you have a little Excel for your game collection? Uh, only for my uh, um, PC Engine stuff, but she knows that anything on my PC Engine shelf at any well, given time is worth but you only own a few hundred games, probably, right? I own about 150. So that's manageable. This is not, obviously. 180, I think. Is okay, so that's been. manageable. Even if you might go price 180. Right, and, and like I said, I mean, I, none of the other stuff that I have that's still fizz, I don't really have anything that's highly valuable that's not PC Engine. Gotcha. I have a couple of Game Boy games. The NES games. ones are gone, for the most part. Yeah, the NES ones are gone. I have a couple of Game Boy games that crack the 50 to to $100 mark, but all of my video game value is in PC Engine. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think it's important to just make sure that you have some record, some database that, you know, family can easily access so that they don't get hosed. Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with my sister and father, uh, I want to say three months ago. Um, that, yeah, I, I said to him, listen, if, because this is, this is, this is the reality. We just, we, there was just, uh, two people that died that had big game collections the past couple of years. Sid Bolton, Canada, nice guy. Many yep. random, and, um, a lot of stuff. And what is your, what is your, you know, if you're leaving behind a loved one, what do they? If they have no knowledge of this stuff, you you dump all this stuff on. What do they do with it? Right? They can't just call some up and come and someone haul it away. Like it'd be tough to do that unless you get pennies in the dollar for it. Exactly. You can find someone. Yeah, bring you haul. I'll pay you like you know a thousand bucks for twenty thousand dollars worth of things. But then you're you're screwing yourself mm-hmm. and, and them uh, potentially. And then um, there was that other one. Um, I don't know if they passed. Remember the one in Jersey we talked about? There was the auction in Jersey. Yeah. At the person's house. Yep. And all the stuff they were selling. 
So this this is going to happen more and more, obviously, as we get older. Think about how, think about all the people that are dying now that collected like toy trains. Mm-hmm. You know, that grew up with them, uh, baby boomers that are dying out. That there's no one that wants this stuff anymore. At least with us, people still want this stuff somewhat. The game stuff. So yeah, I talked to them about if I if I ever did it, Ian, I would obviously share my my uh, my game collection document, um, which has ninety nine percent of the stuff I have. Doesn't have my, my PC stuff though. Which is troublesome because the PC stuff is getting way more expensive more quickly than I thought year after year. And I have a lot more than I thought uh, for PC stuff that's worth money. Um, but they could access the Google Drive account, but I'm going to have a separate document. Like These are the 100 games that are worth, you know, we'll just say four figures or more or high three figures and up. These are the ones you should sell individually. You're going to get the maximum value on. Like the rest, who cares if you take a loss? In the grand scheme of things, those, those whatever, those 100 or so games are worth the same amount as... Well, not well. Actually, well, they can never equal the amount because the NWCs alone will be worth way more than the collection. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are the hundred games that you could parse out, or fifty games. The rest, find a dealer out of the phone book and try, like who cares? And, and the weird shit like you know, like the M eighty two goes for like three grand by now or four. You know what I mean? Like that stuff. I'll, I'm gonna make a document of and do that. Or no, I'm gonna bury my M eighty two. What the fuck? That'd be buried with me. Just put it, play it on my chest, Ian. On my on my fucking during the week, play it on 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 the casket. <laughs> That'll probably be cremated though. I don't like, I don't like watching dead bodies. I don't want someone to see my dead body. That's weird. I don't like that. Oh, no, I'm I'm very much I'm, going for cremation. I, I, yeah, the dead body thing. That's not. That's, there's nothing in there anymore. I don't like to look at. I always freaked me out when I was a young boy up until now. I just do not like that. It's like a weird thing. Just put the photo up. Other cultures put the photo up. You know what I mean? You celebrate. Yeah. Get the jazz band in there. Whatever. Uh, good good sandwich. Good sandwich uh, spread. You know, things like that. Yes. Definitely. Oh, God, I'm hungry. But, um, yeah, everyone out there who's a game collector, not to give you an alarmist thing, you should be doing this. You should have a, well, you should have a living will, kind of, but you should have also, you know, what happens when I die? What do you do with my crap? Yeah. Because it'd be a nightmare. My, my, uh, I get it from my, my grandfather, my mother's side. He, he hoarded and collected everything. He had knickknacks from the 40s and 50s, and he had old, uh, you know, the old, like, tin banks and things like that, and he never got rid of anything. So that's where I kind of get it from. And it took my my family, after he died, they had a yard sale, Ian, that, like, they had one of those big backyards, like, like there was probably, like, 40 folding tables of stuff of knickknacks and crap like that. I don't know. And they don't, I don't know if they even kept they, stuff that was worth money or knew what was even worth money. We're talking, like, you know, 93, right. 92. So imagine now if you had to deal with that, you know, you junk the stuff. You got to go through months to get the maximum dollar. You say fuck it. And you're already sad. Like you're yeah, and you're grieving. sad. You got to grieving, and you got to sell the house on top of it. I think that's that's yeah. the other thing is you want to make sure people know about the value of this stuff ahead of time so that they know it so that yes. they're not. You don't want burden. Make them. everything. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and that's it. You have to start realize. Think about the fact that especially you know, if you're in a relationship that. When you go, it's going to be sad. People are going to be upset, and it is going to be a burden to deal with these collections. So make it as easy for those people as possible to know what to do with them. Yeah, absolutely. Just start thinking about it. Like make make it as easy as possible. Unless you don't like them, if you're a bunch of a bunch of snot no kids kids you don't like, make it as hard as you can. It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> could you make it harder? I mean, would you? How could you make it harder? Like before I, I pass away, I put like an NWC cart in like my uh, I don't know. My uh, Amazon box. You know, like Put this. all my records in the wrong sleeves. <laughs> you know, imagine that. Like you, you sell someone like a five dollar Amazon. Oh, there's an NWC card that's in there. It could be. It'll be. Well, 
when I die, Ian, it'll be one of those stories of my grandkids. Like, when they find the, the baseball card collection from a few weeks ago. It'll mm-hmm. be that. Yeah. Be, wow, we found the NWC card. That's now worth, you know, whatever. And <laughs> All, right. All right. That's a fun. We, 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 we made morbidity fun somehow. We did. On the CU podcast. Well, this was a fun one. It was good. I'm going to go eat. Yeah, I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to do dishes. How dumb I thought we were, we were recording less time because we recorded on Sunday. We recorded an hour 52 still. Because, well, we didn't you, know. You made that NBA Jam story go on a very long time. Yeah, the intro was too long. I thought it would be like only half hours, like 45 minutes. That's what it was. The Miko went long because it has to be long. Yeah. We, we literally had half the people that talked about it that I saw mentioned us in their videos about what, uh, what me and you would talk yeah, or think well, about. We, we needed to get it done. We got it done. We got it done. All right, Ian. Well, I hope you enjoy your birthday presents. Thanks. I'm going to go uh, home and I'm going to. I'm going to. Is that your favorite one? I'm going to whiz these down the hall and see if I can get the cat to chase them. Don't don't hit Spike. Those are girth. Those are girthy. I'm not going to hit Spike with them. I'm not an you, asshole. You can you can shoot these little guys are okay. Just going to. I'm just going to get next to him and fire one down the hall and see if he chases it. Wow. Get you in the nipple. All right. That's Ian Ferguson. All right. Pat Country. Check out the NES Punk video. Help me out. All right. See you later. Bye.